Welcome to this week's Nerdables. This episode, we're discussing Cassian getting delayed, a new Star Wars film gets a writer, the first images of Cletus Cassidy appear, Sony's trying to make everybody believe Morbius is part of the MCU, Falcon and the Winter Soldier rapping, Indy 5 News, Rob Liefeld introduces a new G.I. Joe villain, and if there's time, we'll discuss Toy Fair 2020. You talk about the Cassian series later? What? You talk about the Cassian series delayed? I don't remember you saying that. I did. I, you very mentioned first Falcon thing. and Winter Soldier, but very first thing was Cassian. I thought you said a Star Wars mm-hmm. got a new writer. I did say that too. I thought that was the first thing you said. No, no whatever. No, you mentioned Cassian. Uh, so Cassian. I'm already welcome, Chris, Ethan, and returning Mikey. Yeah. The returning Mikey. No. no, the Mike returning. What? What? Oh. Mike returning Mikey. Just call him the Mike. You got to shorten that thing. That's insane. <laughs> That's the one that came with the board. I know it came with the board. We got to figure out how to shorten it. He can. All he's do is hit stop. Yeah, but then it sounds weird. Or he can always fade out. Well, that he, he doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to fade it out. Hit it again. There you go. That's a little too quick. I don't know what you guys want from me. Okay. <laughs> Let's get the board right. That water I want is disgusting. you. I'm that sorry. water is gross. It's getting those, better. Those poor fish. Uh, okay. so Kazian Kaznian has gotten delayed. Kaznian, 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 Kaznian Prime. Yeah. <laughs> um, why this is so and so? Oh, we could have also talked about friends getting it. Nope. No, we don't need to talk about friends. We don't have any friends. Um, we're not even friends. <laughs> I have no idea who the hell any of you are. <laughs> I've been doing this for 300 episodes. I don't this, know. this is this is just Rich doing all these different types of voices. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, Siri just went up to lick the mirror. <laughs> I just see this head pop up over Ethan's shoulder. I was trying to lick the mirror on the hallway. It's <laughs> oh, fantastic. No, we're, we're also joined by the little puppy. Yeah, you're gonna hear serious. Yes. No, I'm asking you, serious. Yes, I am. We're gonna hear. Hey, leave it. We're gonna see Mikey running around, or hear uh, Mikey running around. Uh, yep, super. I know. Last time, super relaxing. Last time, <laughs> I'm falling asleep for a little while. Okay, so I the Cassian Andor series. You don't even know his name. Is being delayed. Andor. Cassian Andor. What did I say? Andar. Did I say Andar? Yeah, it's not. It's not the. I don't remember what Andar's from. Uh, it's being pushed back several months. <laughs> So Tony Gilroy was hired a few months ago to fix some of the scripts, script issues again, and direct several <laughs> episodes again. Well, it's funny because everybody's saying, you know, uh, why is it that the Mandalorian can ha- proceed without having all these script issues, but every other Star Wars? Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't everybody saying that. Chris said that in the thread. Was he? No, no. I said why. Oh, a lot of people were asking, yeah, why is it? It's like even the, the other Star Wars groups I follow, it's just like just hand everything to John Favreau and Dave Filoni. They're the only ones that can get it right. The thing with this is, I said that in the thread that both Obi-Wan and Cassian, which both have been delayed and had script issues and quote-unquote whatever they needed to do to fix in order to get it where they want it. What they suffer from is the fact that the Mandalorian is successful. There's no blueprint for the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian was made, and they're like, it's a live-action Star Wars TV series. We've never done this before. We've got eight hours of content, or four hours of content, eight episodes, around a half hour to 40 minutes each. Go. And everybody loves it. Now, all of a sudden, you look at the series that are coming and everything's going to be measured up to the Mandalorian. So all of a sudden 
you get more cooks into the kitchen and looking at the scripts for Kenobi. And the rumor had been, and if it's true, it makes sense that Siri is listening to me for some reason. Um, <laughs> it makes sense as you're as you're looking at a Kenobi series and going, hey, it's about a dude protecting a child. That sounds really familiar. Maybe we should change it. Or it could even be, it's not about a dude protecting a child. Let's make it more like the Mandalorian. So there's there's a possibility about the child that that you're looking at no, these. That's what everybody loves about it, though. Um, if you're looking at these scripts going forward, they're all going to be held to the standard of what the Mandalorian is. Not just and that. the problem with that is it's not the same show. Don't make the same show over and over again. What made the Mandalorian so successful? One, it's the first live action series that we've had. We have four hours of live action content. It's like the longest the movie that we've seen. Service. It doesn't have characters that you're familiar with for the most part. Um, or at all, really. I don't think we said, I think we said there's like not a named character in it in terms of someone that is, that has appeared in live action before. Not no. in the first season. No. Um, so, but it's also when, when you look at Kenobi and you look at Cassian or when Lucasfilm looks at Kenobi and Cassian, all of a sudden you have to protect it being successful. We've seen this in comic books for so long. Frank Miller's daredevil 30 years ago. It's a series that nobody's reading. It's crap. They hand it to Miller. He changes everything. And then all of a sudden, editorial gets involved and says, now you have to keep what you did in that first year. We need 12 issues over and over again of the same thing. And then, of course, it disappears or it, it fails. It becomes something that just isn't new anymore because you're getting the same thing. That's my fear for what those two series is, is as they're being put towards the, the standard that's set, you're overthinking it rather than just getting to a place where you feel creatively you want to be and just go. But there's also more to the... Uh, Kenobi and the Cassian series that you don't have with Mandalorian, and that's your it your those two series take place within a period that is starting to shrink. You are getting more and more restraints of what's going on in the greater universe that you have to be aware of. So you also have to be aware of what characters. If I want to use a character, say Bosk, if I want to use Bosk, what's he you know. I got to go to the story group. What's Bosk doing at, you know, five years before Yavin or 10 years or whatever it is, you know, what's he doing? Who, you know, what characters are there? Oh, I can't use, you know, this vehicle or I can't use this or, you know, it's stormtroopers. Boy, that didn't stop him in rebels though. Did it? Right. <laughs> a wings all over the place. Wait, <laughs> which, cha- moved, which changed everything. Changed, like, you moved their development back seven years, eight yeah. years. But with the Mandalorian, you didn't have all of those restraints because you pretty much removed yourself from the galactic civil war. And you were, you were far enough away from what's being written and what's being seen with the newer stuff that you didn't have to worry about all of the restraints of the universe. It's also the fact that you have a character that you don't have to adhere to other characters. Correct. That's the thing of, Doing Kenobi that I said from the start is if it doesn't feel right, it's not going to be right. And that's much harder to do with a character that you have very well established that you've seen in four live action films that you've seen in 200 episodes of Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. And to a certain degree, you also getting Cassian and K2 right. Getting the Rebel Alliance a year before Yavin right, you know, Mm -hmm. quote unquote. All you had to do for the Mandalorian is the Empire's in shambles. Right. Go. And because you put it in the middle of nowhere, 
it doesn't matter how strong or how weak the Empire is in the certain time Correct. frame that it is, how far it is from Jeddah, you know, the Battle of Jeddah being the, the final kind of, the, the final gasp of the Empire. You mean, you mean the Battle of Jakku. Jakku, sorry. Still stuck on Cassian. Jeddah? Yeah. Um, that you're able to show the Empire dilapidated and it really doesn't matter. It, it's not, you know, the, the Empire still could be fairly strong. They still hold Coruscant. They still have mm -hmm. a, a viable fighting force. They're still fighting. But these guys in the Outer Rim just are there. Right. Um, whereas here, you've, you've got a, you have a very established re uh, Rebel Alliance in Cassian. Mm -hmm. You have a very established look and feel for Cassian. You have a very established Obi-Wan Kenobi halfway between the last time you see him in three and the first time you see him in four. So there's, there's a lot of minefields through this. And that's why... I know everybody had, you know, was jerking their pud for Kenobi like crazy, but Kenobi has even more restrictions and, re but and it's, restraints. It's the than... thing that I don't think you're going to get what you think you want. You're not going to get right. and from a general fandom. This is kind of what I've said. This is the episode seven thing. Mm -hmm. Whatever you think you want, you're not going to get it. And whatever you think you want, when you do get it, you're still not going to like it. That's been my argument for a while. You wanted Luke Skywalker to have a gigantic, you know, lightsaber come out of his crotch and destroy the first order in a single stroke. That's what you wanted, right? But when you get that on screen, you're going to go, wait a minute, that's not any good. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. you don't trust anybody. If you want to go into a larger thing, it's fandom doesn't trust anyone other than themselves. Correct. You never let yourself go to the point to enjoy something that's out there. Correct. Because you're you're so stuck in your own, the, the hamster wheel in your head that this is what my universe looks like. Mm -hmm. well, see, with Cassie, you've got to be careful of the Empire, too. Because... If you're going to have the Empire be your villain in that, you've got to... I really hope it wasn't. It's kind of hard not to if he's with the well, Rebellion. Yeah, I mean, you can... There's so there's so much evil in the galaxy. Yeah, I mean, you could do it with slavers or things like that. You can do it with slavers. You can do it with pirates. You can do it with crime court, uh, uh, cartels. You could do it within the Rebel Alliance. But if he's in the intelligence, what if you have a rogue group of Rebel agents? What if he goes after Saw? Right. I mean, he's not because he doesn't see him until there. But a group like Saw that has gone into the fringe... Have him and but K2 infiltrate is, them. We don't know if it's the meeting between Cassie and K2, which it I don't believe likely. it is. You don't think so? It's, that's already because been, the book, the, the, the comic already been books done, already, yeah, the comic already told you how he gets there. So then it could be it could be their first missions together. Right. Oh my god, my life. Um, but yeah, it could be that. But so there could be the potential of the Empire in it. So you got to be careful of the Empire. And then you got to think, well, where's Darth Vader during this? Or where you know are there Inquisitors here? Are there, you know, what mm. other people God, are going to be... I don't want the Force in it at all. You know that there's going to be a lightsaber. Every There's not been a Star Wars thing done where there's not a lightsaber. You can't even say Mandalorian because the Darksaber is a lightsaber. No, it's a Darksaber. It's literally called Darksaber. <laughs> but it's a Mandalorian lightsaber. It's an energy sword, yes. No, it was a, man, a Mandalorian Jedi Knight's lightsaber. It was established in, in Rebels as it belonged to a Mandalorian Jedi Knight. And there weren't many, you know, it was like the only Mandalorian Jedi Knight. And he purposely made it that way, so it was, you know, I forget, it's been a while, but I'm, you know, you know, it, it, I mean, it's it was. It's more fun to call it a dark saber. But it, say it's not a lightsaber. Right. That way, that way we don't have a lightsaber in it. But it, yeah. But we do have the Force, obviously, because we have. Baby. Baby child. Baby, baby child. child. Yo, Dito! Um, Gentle. So Gentle yeah, I mean course. those two shows. So the re so the reason that they're saying that there's brand new 
script, you know, the newer newer script that was that they've been working on still has a lot of issues, and the filming that was supposed to start in June has now been pushed back, and they don't have a, a start date. The weird thing, well, there they've said they don't have a start date and they don't have a release date, whereas the Kenobi news was. We're still going to be on time, right? Which I find hard to believe. I mean, are you hiring Ron Howard because he did that? Hey, we're well, way behind on Solo because we scrapped everything. We're never going to be. We're never going to get it on time. Ron maybe Howard's also like, because I finished on time. Obi Wan was put set so far in the future that even if they take a couple months, they'll still be able to film it and be on time. Was not not be, the actual series. Was the release the, for the Cass- release date was set so far? Was the release the date farther than Cassian's? I think it was twenty twenty one. Did they probably. ever give a release date for either one of those? I believe they did. Didn't we get all that at D23 or something? But Cassian, that's, that series has been plagued with script problems from the beginning. And I, I, I honestly, I think that they don't well, know the, 100% what they want to do with that show. Well, I think also when you say script problems, because we see all the sites, they, send, they, they tend to have drafts and call them script problems. Sure. When you have a site like, you know, once a bleeding Hollywood palm tree TMZ or whatever. Covered. Yeah, we, we, oh, Jesus, that's the worst side that we got this covered. F them. But it's, it's, so it's like the everybody, normal. even, even they, everybody knows that that site is total BS. Yeah, yeah you still, you <laughs> keep they, sharing it within the group. <laughs> well, no, I stopped, I stopped that because I, I wouldn't even look at what it was from. Yeah, because I, I just, told you, stop sharing, we got this covered because they're always terrible. Oh, the, um, but those sites, for more often than not, seem to be, to me, of the, hey, uh, Cassian went to a second draft, script problems abound. Mm-hmm. You know how many drafts there were for Return of the Jedi? I think even mm-hmm. Lucas said it wasn't until the second or third draft where we figured out how to get Luke from out from under the gantry way, and then it's like, you know what? That cheeky tongue F the last movie? Sister, click. Let's go. I, I think, what, Transformers 4 was probably one of the only scripts that that is the first draft that gets you, that got you. Well, there's no draft for that script. They just, they just made <laughs> a bunch just of... improv. They took, a, they took a bunch of uh, uh, CGI and threw it on the screen and just would go for it. But you know, I mean, you know what I mean? Because oh it God. was it was five was on the other night. Oh my God. I watched the first five minutes of it. Five I is, I wanted to blow my brains out. Are you it talking about no when? Uh, yeah, the last night with the, the the battle in medieval times. When you but what's his name? Um, who was Merlin in that? I don't remember. He was also in four as the as one of the scientists who came up with uh, Transformium. 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 Stanley Tucci? Stanley Tucci, yes, Stanley Tucci. He's, Stanley Tucci was Merlin, yes, and he's a drunk Merlin. At that, well, Merlin's always drunk. But yeah, see, if you go back and look at it, it's Stanley Tucci. Anyway, yeah, no, it's terrible. Anyway. I was like, so yes, I, we'll I didn't see. Know he was a scientist in that movie in number four. Well, he's the head of that. He's company. the head of that company. Yeah, I knew that. I think oh, he has that, a science oh. science prowess, yeah. And then he falls in love with Chinese people. He's Doctor uh, Tucci. Uh, Tucci, Tucci, Doctor Tucci, the Tucci, Tucci, um, not Tucci, Cassian. I mean, we'll see when they come out. We've got two, three, three series, two series, three series, two series. Is there one more? Three series. What was the other one? Well, I mean, with the Mandalorian. Oh, no, I, thought there were, I thought there were three. There were three. No, there's two. There's pending. two after the Mandalorian. Yeah, there's still two. Mandalorian they come out second come out. season before the either one of these come out. Yeah, again, yeah. because they know where they're going. And, uh, Correct. So, st- there's a new Star Wars film in development. That supposedly this week. Every time we hear that there's a new Star Wars film in development, within two weeks we find out there's not a new Star Wars film within development. With a new writer, with a writer that they've already found, who, who is will have script problems, <laughs> and there'll be a director delay, and that director will get fired. Shooting. Yeah, who is the um, 
the director and of Slay and the writer for Luke Cage. Um, Matt Owens. Variety has confirmed that he will be creating a new Star Wars movie. For now. For now. <laughs> it remains a mystery. Uh, wait, so wait. Wasn't uh, wasn't John Kasdan writing excuse that me, with Excuse me, excuse me. J.D. Dillard is the director, is the writer-director from Slay, who is writing, directing this, with writer Matt Owens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's two people that there's are There's two people. Because who was doing, wasn't, was John Kasdan doing Cassian? I think so. With, uh... With, what's it? Because I remember someone talking about John Kazan writing it. Let's see. Um, anyway, the Star Wars Creative Galaxy remains a mystery. That includes whether Dillard would be directing the film or whether the project would premiere in theaters or on Disney Plus. If they're doing a film, should it's not the Disney project la- be greenlit? So it's not. Even <laughs> well, no, nothing. Until you get a script, you're not going to greenlight it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. whatever's going on. It definitely is. We're not in any rush to make a film. And it yes. could be sort of the same thing that it would plague Obi-Wan and Kaznian, which is them thinking, we're not doing anything till we know we get it right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something like Clone Wars, which premiered last night, you know what you're getting. Filoni writing and create, helping to create and steer Clone Wars, you know what you're getting, so Correct. go for it. You let him write it, he's going to write the story he wants to write with, you know, whoever he's writing with, gets the right directors, all the voice talent comes back, go. It's proven you've done this for six seasons already. Mandalorian two, you've already done the first season. Go do the next one. The new projects, because as we as we had we had the Netflix, you know, steal the Game of Thrones guys out and sound like that uh, Lucasfilm wasn't happy with them in the first place. You had Ryan Johnson who was supposed to do a film. We have no idea if he's actually going to do one or three not. films. Well, he was supposed to do a film at least, if not more. He right. was going to do films. We thought he'd get at least one. He said that his his stuff is all up in the air, and now we have a brand new set of creators to possibly do a film that hasn't been greenlit that with Disney plus existing, someone's like, Oh, it'll go to Disney plus. If you're going to do a motion picture, if you send it to Disney plus, that thing's going to be ass. If you don't, if you don't do it as a save Disney plus for the, for the different stuff. I mean, I don't want Marvel films there Mm -hmm. premiering there. I don't want star Wars films premiering there, but you're okay with a major character premiering there. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? King. Oh, in, in a Marvel one? Yeah, oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. Use, I don't care. The, Star Wars doesn't have existing characters that you're waiting to get adapted. Correct. Well, not really. People say Boba Fett and some others. Well, Boba Fett isn't getting adapted into a, a, a thing. Right. He's, he's there. If you're going, no, what I'm saying is there's nobody who hasn't appeared on a big screen. So let's that say you're thinking Dr. Aphra shows up in Mandalorian but then gets a movie. You're never going to give Dr. after a movie. I'm just, but, I'm just using no, that as that's, an example. That's the thing. Is, is Star Wars doesn't have that same... It doesn't have 80 years worth of comic books to, to, to delve into with major characters that when you're producing hundreds of comics a year and now thousands of comics a year for Marvel, of course there's going to be a ton of characters that you just aren't going to get to, even with Marvel saying, you know what, maybe we'll do six films a year. Mm-hmm. You're going to have characters that are in there like Kang. We got four or whatever. Up. That's the joke. Yeah. Um, that's fine. But, you know, if... if if you're going to make a brand new motion picture with new characters, don't put it on Disney plus. So here's the thing, make the experience out there. Cause there's still as much as you want to, there's still an experience to going to the movie theater. And we've proven with rogue one, especially and solo to a degree, 
fans want to go to movies. Mm-hmm. They'll go to the movies. They'll go see new characters that you don't know. Um, or being played by actors and actresses okay. that you do. Rogue One, I think, is the big thing. And I think the mistake with Solo was not doing Rogue One, was not doing something new. Correct. I think if the second film was either a minor character like Lando... Or Donald or Han was a minor or, character. Or, yeah, no, like a, a minor character in the series-ish. Yes. Lando's only in two films. Correct. If they had done a Lando movie three. with Donald Glover, Four. well, now he's in three. He's only been in two films before that. Correct. At the time that Solo was released, he had only been in two yes. films. If they had done a Lando film, I think it would have been more successful because people were like, I oh, agree. let's go see Lando. Plus, Donald Glover has a huge fan base on his own. And But if they had just done, here's a film about the Empire. I think that would have been more successful too because I think people wanted something new away from the saga and you gave them young Han Solo and you bring all your baggage into it. And if you can't let it go, which as we've known, Star Wars fans have a really hard time letting go of anything. No, no, you're no. Not, <laughs> you're, you, you go in with baggage next one. Rogue One doesn't other than we know they're getting the Death Star plans. Correct. And yes, the, there was the comic with Kyle Katarn getting the plans. Most people didn't read it. Right. The majority of fans have no idea what Kyle Katarn's, you know, the story of the Death, Death Star plans, the original Death Star plans being stolen, was not established in the universe very well. So you could tell a new story with it with new characters, and it's exciting and, and, new, it and it's crazy. And then Darth Vader matter. shows up and cuts a whole bunch of people in half. And then you watch that and go, why didn't he just take the Tan of Four by himself? Why does he send the Stormtroopers in <laughs> the first time? That makes no sense. Those guys got to be up there. like <laughs> The first guy that gets shot, why didn't we just send Vader in front of us? He's got to be sitting there like, hey, watch this. Why didn't he just use the force to grab the data card? <laughs> is that too? I mean, he's, 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 he's flying with it. You know? he, well, he doesn't see it. Wait, it's They're ahead of him. Yeah, but he knows it's there. He can reach out with the force. The guy it's, is it's it's park, like no. banging on the door. Yeah. But the force doesn't work that way because it, it's, no, not it a, does. it's not a living object. So it doesn't Now matter. you're starting to sound like, well, the force doesn't work that way. You can't do it. <laughs> he can't grab onto the... Yeah, he can. he can. Seeing it there. Yeah, he can. Oh, he's okay, so here's the thing that worries me the most about this. And I know you're going to make some kind of comment, but it doesn't that worry me. part of the show. No, it doesn't worry me for myself. As you just said, that fans can't let go of things and fans like things a certain way. If this is greenlit, this will be the first time that a black filmmaker is leading the creative force behind a live action Star Wars oh, totally. project. Fans are already freaking out. Yeah, all fans want are white dudes from Middle America making Star Wars films. And if you don't, if you if you're not blonde and blue eyed, <laughs> you can't make a Star Wars film, according to some of the very vocal, very minority of the fandom. Well, it's so just like Empire. it's just <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's just like Kenobi. Mm-hmm. You can't have a female director. Well, no, the problem was <laughs> everyone was super excited for Kenobi. You had all these guys like, it's going to get back to having a male lead and, and a male this and a male this and a male that. And I love the third episode of Mando. Guess what? Deborah Chow directed right. the third episode of Mando, which is your favorite episode so far. And she's show running Kenobi. This is going to suck. It's going to be about like all the girls and stuff like that. And I don't want to watch that. Nah. Matter of fact. The I was shocked to not see as much outrage. I think I think the misogyny is much more prevalent than the racism in the Star Wars fandom. Yeah. Because it's hard when you're like when you're yelling at people for social justice warrior, it's hard to be like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna make a Black Lives Matter you know, Star Wars. He's gonna film. make the Lando movie. That's what it's gonna Fine. be. Fine. <laughs> Perfect. You wanna give me Donald Glover in a Lando movie? Sure. It's gonna be Atlanta in space. Okay. 
whatever. Give me, give me rent in space. See what happens when, you, when that happens. Um, yes, that would be terrible. Uh, Hamilton in space. It's That's harder. Terrible. It's harder to have. But even the thing that I pointed out, I think the last time that we saw Rise of the Jedi, Rise of, Je- Rise of Skywalker, was for the New Order that is supposed to be so much worse than the Empire. Yes. In terms of their their racism and misogyny. There are tons of the black female, people in the first order, and, and there are tons of females in the black order. In and the it's black sort of, order, well, yeah, that's, that's what it is. They, they wear all black <laughs> until they get to the Sith order. They're like, no, no, move aside. Let's wear some red now. It's gonna be cool. Um, it's just don't. I noticed that even early on. I'm like, this is so woke. <laughs> like it would just hit you for a second, going, the Empire had no one. Yeah, and it was just. You know, the, the sign of that time, most of the people they were hiring extras and stuff, and most of them were male. So you, you got very few. They were usually... Well, and they were also British because they, well, yeah. they did all the hiring of... The... It's like, hey, we're playing Nazis, but we're all British. This is crazy. Well, it's um, just like all Nazis are German. I mean, all Germans are <laughs> British. All Nazis, and, and you know... You well, when we finished that. Valkyrie, we realized they're like, there's a lot of very famous British actors that were playing Nazis in that <laughs> film. Tom Cruise is like, I want British people to play Nazis all over the place, and nobody has a German accent. Um, I just, it was, a, it was sort of an odd thing. But yes, I'm actually surprised, a little bit surprised, that there was not more of an uproar with the fact that, of course they hired a black director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy needs to be just destroyed. Let's send her to the moon so she could die, so I could fix Star Wars. But Luke Cage was also one of the best uh, Netflix Marvel productions. Everyone liked outside of Iron Fist. Everyone pretty much liked all of them, didn't they? Yeah, Yeah. but it seemed like Luke Cage. When everybody got that's just because everyone was worried about being woke. They have to say that. Uh. Yeah, but it seemed like when it got to Luke Cage, everybody went, "Wow, this is." I mean, they're creative people that do good stuff. So we'll see what happens. But you know, until they until they green light a film, I don't care at this point. Like all all the rumors that they keep throwing at you, Ryan Johnson's doing a film, the Game mm-hmm. of Thrones guys are doing a film, Colin Trevorrow's going to come back and do a film. You know, Dave Filoni's going to do all the live action stuff. He's in charge of everything now. Kevin Feige's in charge of Star Wars. Kevin Feige's going to marvelize the Star Wars universe. Well, remember, Kevin Feige was supposed to be doing a Star Wars film. Yeah. Well, no. That's, when they said Kevin Feige's doing a Star Wars film, I looked at it. I said, no, he just got announced as the head of like for Disney something. Disney stuff. No matter what Star Wars film is coming, he will likely have his name on it because yeah. he's in charge of like all of the live action stuff for for uh, Disney now. Um, in a way. You know something you do care about? Like, this is going to make... This is the one thing you're going to care about the most in 2020. Friends is having a reunion. <laughs> Cletus Cassidy, a.k.a. Carnage. Oh, yeah! There is only one way I would see that film, and that is if Cletus Cassidy is actually played by Cletus the Slackjaw Yokel from The Simpsons. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That would be amazing. <laughs> so, hey, Vanoff. This week, we got our first look of Cletus Cassidy. Uh, it's a shot, a picture that apparently... Um, Speaking of the antithesis of the black director... Latest Cassidy. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, apparently, Tom uh, Tom Hardy put it up. All it showed basically was Woody Harrelson wearing this really uh, bright Hawaiian shirt, and he's standing in front of a cop car, and he kind of does this weird movement that you know is supposed to be. Woody Harrelson's weird. That's that's. Crazy. It's. I guess it's supposed to be. I guess it's supposed to be him transforming into Carnage. But it's like that famous. What was it? Uh, 
Benedict Cumberbatch and and Ekafor when they're running down the street and they just jump in midair because yeah. they're like jumping into the portal or whatever. Yeah. It's just hey, just like <laughs> and people have said it to like. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but it, here's what's funny is every every news pseudo news organization pseudo pop corner. If you're not on NPR, you're not a news organization anymore. Yeah, every every you're an entertainment company. Every pop culture that calls itself news or whatever put up the first images of, of, of Carnage are up. The first images, you know, and everybody freaked out. And it's just Cassidy, it really, you know, he's got a different haircut than he had in the, um, in, in the end. He doesn't, of, have the, he doesn't have the clown curly hair? No, he, he's, got, he's got more of a uh, cut. redneck crew cut. He needs a mullet. He totally he, needs a mullet. I feel like Woody Allen... Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Oh, that would be amazing. Woody, Woody Harrelson. See, see I'm, I'm, I'm here to just eat whoever yeah, I can. What is that? That's from, that's, the image that you're showing me is from Venom. Oh, that's from Venom? That's yeah. The end of the, uh, the, yeah. That's the, um, the end the, credit scene from yeah. Venom. Where people are like, oh, yeah, I get Woody Harrelson in a mullet. If Woody Harrelson plays Cletus Cassidy Cletus. like he did from, uh, the natural born killer. Natural born killers, thank you. It works. I'd rather have him be Woody from Cheers. <laughs> oh wow, that'd be amazing. Um, they're both Hicks from the middle of the country, right? <laughs> but but see, obviously, nat- the natural born killers character is so much like the Cletus Cassidy character. Sure, why not? Ooh, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. If you want a really messed up dude, let's go with Jack Hurley. <laughs> yeah, you. Dad. I know you haven't, but man, you look like you're on drugs. Like that's great. It looks like your life is your life has just been ruined by meth. It's so funny, is because you, I, you, no one here probably remembers. No one listens probably remembers. He was no one listens on the original Bad News Bears movie. He was the yeah. That's where you got to start. The really cute kid that came in that had the long hair, the the heartthrob, yeah. and then he started doing cocaine, <laughs> and then he grew up, and, and then wow. he was like, "Hey, Drew Barrymore, I got an idea. We're only eight. Let's start snorting lines." I know he played Freddy Krueger, but man, he literally grew into being Freddy Krueger. wasn't for wasn't for Watchmen. Oh, Probably wouldn't have saved his career. Everyone got really excited when he was a uh, Rorschach. He did a great job as Rorschach. Yeah, he did. Terrible film, but yes. Uh, so yeah, Woody Harrelson's going to be Cletus Cassidy. So you're you're the biggest Carnage fan I know because you love terrible '90s characters. Do you have any interest in seeing that, especially after seeing Venom? Same director, right? Same director. I'm intrigued. If he plays it like Natural Born Killers, I'm interested. Well, how did he play it at the end scene, or did he not say? He didn't really say. He didn't say anything mm-hmm. except for "Get me out of here" or something because. Tom Hardy. I don't think he says anything. He just. Smiles. Hey, kids, we're eating tonight. Well, Tom Hardy. Rumor scout. <laughs> Tom Hardy's supposed to be coming in to do an interview with him because it, he's the only person that Cletus Cassidy would talk to. And they want to talk to him because they got him in this maximum security isolation prison. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's the only person that he would talk to. Mm. More than likely, the way that they're going to do it, since there were already so many symbionts that came to Earth, oh my mm. God. Carnage is going to be a separate symbiont, and he knows that. Tom Hardy is already Venom, yeah. and that's why he wanted to. We have know your meeting secret. Your movie below. So, <laughs> <laughs> Goo fights Goo for forty-five minutes. 
I don't understand. <sighs> I hate the idea. You have a character like Venom, and you're like, okay, we're going to do a new Venom character. We're going to get Carnage. Fine. Two characters at the same time. We had to make something worse than Venom. You make Carnage. Two two characters with a symbiote. Both of them villains, villainous. Two decades, nothing happens. Then, 45 symbiote characters. There's 186 symbionts now. Well, no, you had Maximum Carnage, which introduced... Five or the, six but more. the idea now, there's at least there's two thousand characters oh, yeah, I know. that have that have the symbiote now, have a symbiote now, a symbiote, and well, it's the, just it's the problem is it's just like everything else. You did it, you did the second one, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, okay, there's a fandom, people are excited about Carnage, and then you did like, oh, what if what if like six other characters have? Okay, cool, and then they all lose the symbiote, and then you wait two decades, and then it's like. Every character in the Marvel Universe now has a symbiote. And Wolverine is now Wolvavenom. And Cyclops is Cyvenom. Hawkeye is well, Hawk Mary Venom. Mary Jane had a, had a uh, symbiote for a while. Mary Jane has had every super thing. She has become... Insider. She's become the... the, the uh, <laughs> I was trying to... The Jimmy that. Olsen of the, of the Marvel uh-huh. Universe. <laughs> she's had the Iron Man armor. She's had the Spidey stuff. She has the symbiote. She's probably a mutant for a day. She took MGH on accident. <laughs> hey guys, this is this is tight. Can you be a mutant for a day? Well, with MGH, you mm-hmm. could. Like you know, that's that's the next movie. It's going to have the Make a Wish kid. I actually to be a think for a I'm day. actually thinking that might be the way they introduce mutants is through the mutant growth hormone. That it's a drug yeah. that makes people into mutants. Sure, and then they start they start to procreate to have true mutants. It's sort of like the reverse of Morrison's. Beginning of the run. Yeah. yeah it's bit. almost the inhuman, uh, you know, with the. Uh, God, no. I no, think no. It's, it's like the boys. No more inhumans. I'm sorry. Uh, all, the, all you speculators out there that held on to your inhuman stuff and you didn't sell it when that crappy, 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 crappy TV series was on, it's not coming back. They're obviously going to use it again very soon. Kevin Feige really likes the inhumans. Nobody likes the inhumans. Stan Lee didn't even remember he created the inhumans. And when he told he did, he didn't care. Well, you know what is being introduced into the MCU? Why did you go to the MCU instead of Morbius? Or is that where you were going? Morbius, okay. at least according to Sony, <laughs> they're making Morbius in the MCU. Wow, we just <laughs> slow. Wow. Man, wow, wow. Well, way to I want, steal I want, my thunder. Uh, you, you, <laughs> pop, you pump the brakes on that one pretty quick. I want Owen, Owen Wilson to be Morbius. Wow, wow. No, There's he, a sound we need. He wow, is going to wow. be in the MCU, but or uh, wow. No, he's not. No, is yes, he? yeah, he he's going to be in Loki. Was he? Oh, that's right. He wasn't Loki. Yeah. That's right. He's yeah. going to be Kang. <laughs> no, I like Kang. Do not make Owen Wilson. That'd be hilarious. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, wow. 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 You, <laughs> we're going wow. back we, in time. The one's in Wes Anderson films, and that's it. We sacked Rome. Wow. So, really, outside of Wes Anderson films, does he do anything anymore? Because there's no more Night at the Museums there's anymore. There's no more comedies, really. That he's really Well, we could have said that for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> what was the last film you went to that you laughed at more than once? On purpose. Uh, Wedding Crashers, maybe? Not yeah, in see, the last couple of years. That's, 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 that's the last ago. one. <laughs> You've had a decade of nothing, so which is uh, a possibility. Anyway, yes, Morbius. As Sony we saw with has, the trailer, you know, we saw the, the Spider-Man poster that said murder. We've uh, seen that there's a, a the Daily Bugle is po- posting where is Spider-Man, and that's their big thing, which is the Daily Bugle logo from the Raimi series. Um, we've seen that... 
Michael Keaton's in it. He was in the same jumpsuit, prison jumpsuit that he was in at the end of Still. Spider-Man. Well, the thing is, they actually said who that, who that is. Did they? Yeah. What'd they say? Bruce Wayne. I can't, be- I can't believe he went that far with that. I thought for sure he would suss that out immediately. So then the Flash Thompson Instagram page that they put together for Spider-Man Far From Home. You know, Spider-Man's number one fan and everything posted a a daily beautiful daily beautiful. What the hell is a daily beautiful? <laughs> that's terrible. That's their that's, that's, that's their the beauty, beauty section. Beauty. Yes, um, a daily bugle. You know, uh, article new article from from Venom from Venom Two. Jesus, from that's terrible. <laughs> my best part is Ethan with his head down like this and literally just goes. Beautiful article. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. The disdain in his in his little head, his little hand motion, like flipping up towards you like article. So they so they did a tie-in through their, you know, Instagram page or Twitter or whatever it was that they posted it on. But I don't think you actually told us what it was. <laughs> it's, it's a it's, it's a daily bugle daily, article from <laughs> the daily bugle God damn it. The Daily Bugle article from Morbius. There you go. That says where is Spider-Man and everything. Okay. So they you had, might need to do the show drunk. I know. <laughs> I think it actually makes you more sober. They, drunk and with his glasses on. Well, I don't then we'll get, then right we'll get everything. Yeah. No, that way you can read everything, oh, but you, you can still um, speak correctly. Slur it. <laughs> slur it. <laughs> yes, I, I think I think it's the opposite. Like alcohol keeps him going. Yeah, he's like Bender. He needs he needs alcohol <laughs> to when, keep going. When I don't drink alcohol, then that's yeah. why I start slurring. Uh, so, anyways, he po- you know quote unquote Flash Thompson posted an you know the Daily Bugle article from Morbius. Which, times okay, hold on. <clears throat> Take a breath. And then speak. <laughs> the Daily Bugle article. <laughs> You're trying to rush through to get to it. Just let it. So the Flash Thompson Instagram. <laughs> Flash who? I only went once. Okay. The Flash Thompson Instagram, Instagram page. Posted, posted the Daily Bugle Daily article. Bugle article. <laughs> and the Bugle symbol on the article is the one from the Raimi verse. Yes. And it says, okay. where is Superman? Which is the cat. <laughs> wow. You couldn't do this crap if you tried. Where is Superman in the Marvel Universe? Why hasn't he showed up yet? You're looking for him. <laughs> you need some new buttons. Uh, it's where's Spider-Man, which is what it says on the buses and everything else in, in the Morbius movie. Where's the Morbius movie? Here's, here's my problem. You titled this... That Sony is trying to make us believe Morbius is in the Marvel Universe, yes. the MCU. Yes. Nothing you have said is from the MCU. It's all from the Raimi-verse. No. Flash Thompson. Is Flash Thompson's in the Raimi-verse, too. No, but no, the Flash Thompson the Flash from Thompson from Far From Home. How do we know it's the Flash Thompson from Far From because Home? Because it's the same Instagram page they set up. for, And it's, it's the actor. The, the image on it is the actor from Far From Home as Flash Thompson. Maybe he's just such a big fan of Spider-Man. He likes the movies <laughs> that are really in his universe. He really is a fan of Spider-Man. What if, yeah, maybe the, <laughs> what if the Raimi movies are the Spider-Man movies in the MCU? There we go. Ooh. Mind blown. Like Tom Holland's like, hey, <laughs> they made a movie about me. Andrew Garfield's going, wait, why, why am I left <laughs> out? Tom, Tom, Tom Holland's looking like, well, I'm way cuter than him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better Spider-Man than him. 
I, I don't dance that. like that. That would be funny if that Tobey Maguire makes an appearance in the next Spider-Man movie. As an actor? As an actor. As, 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 as Tobey Maguire, Maguire. who played Spider-Man? And he meets him and he's like, oh, Mr. Maguire, I'm so... Like, like if he's... If he's such a fan of your Spider-Man movies. If he's out of it for a while, right? Because Far From Home kind of sets up that he would have to go on the lam because he's wanted for murder or what have you. Yeah. What happens if this, the Raimi movies are made in like the four years that he's disappeared? Yeah. Like they make the movies to make it off because everyone's talking about Spider-Man because they think he's a murderer and they decide that, you know, this some studio decides we're going to make Spider-Man films to try and show everybody that he's really a hero. Yeah. Like that's what that's what Nick Fury does. Nick Fury with a with a dummy corporation, a dummy Trying studio to make, look- to make Spider-Man back to be a hero. He makes these films to change public opinion and it's the Tobey Maguire films. And then what happens is everyone's on board and then the third film comes out and everybody <laughs> wants to kill Spider-Man again. So it just resets. Marvel, it. give me a call. So it just resets itself back. Exactly. You can go right to where you thought you were going to be. Where you're just like, we still need everybody to there hate Spider-Man in Spider-Man 3, whatever this, the Marvel version of Spider-Man 3, you know, not as far from home as we thought. Welcome. Uh, home. Welcome. Welcome home. Um, welcome far from, welcome home. Don't go too far. Uh, is I went that too in far between. this time. It's like, <laughs> it's just the end of it is guys watching the end of Spider-Man 3 walking out of the theater all pissed off. No. You know what? I liked that Spider-Man a couple of years ago, but F that guy. I want to kill him. No, and we that's... do the exact scene that we had in Westlake where the guy came out in the poor, that poor bastard in the costume after Spider-Man 3. We went to see a midnight showing of it and he comes out with his his uh, mask in his hand, like ringing. And you could tell he was all sad. All of us that are outside of the theater standing around talking about how much we hate the film. As soon as we saw him, boo, boo. And he just runs out into the night through the freaking parking lot. No, the oh, after credit scene would be Tom Holland leaving the Spider-Man suit, hanging out of the trash can and walking away. That's not the after credit scene. You open the film <laughs> with Spider-Man three. And say in the years in between from when he's they labeled to be a murderer. Five years later. Yeah, five years later. And that's like the whole story. You see the end of Spider-Man 3. And Tom Holland's watching it like, oh my goodness, this is terrible. And then I through the story, back. you find out that they tried to make they tried to make everybody love him. And Sam Raimi, the director, decides to sabotage it in the third film because he's mad he couldn't use the vulture. <laughs> because they can't use the vulture because there was a real vulture. I hate to say it. But that sounds way more interesting than anything that Sony put out. With Doesn't Amazing it? Spider-Man 2. It totally does. Or M1. <laughs> That's insane. That would have been awesome. Um, Spider-Man. <laughs> so, Falcon and the Winter Soldier wrapped up this past week. And they will be airing in August. Oh, yeah! All I want is for Sam to punch somebody really, really hard and just yell, Falcon Punch! while he does it. That would be amazing. So the plot of the series... Is that he yells Falcon Punch every time he hits somebody? (laughs) Is Sam and Bucky go on a global mission, pushing both men to their limits, while Sam learns to take up the responsibilities of the new shield-wielding Captain America. (sighs) It says Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You seem really upset about that. <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier will premiere this fall, but we all know that it's been moved up to August. And Rich isn't going to watch it because Bucky right. cuts his hair. Hashtag no, not no. my Bucky. He's not going to watch it because not only does Bucky cut, touch his hair, but... Touch his hair? Sam, you know. Oh, shut up. Wields the shield. 
instead of Buck. Because like, hey, I've got the choice between this really cool dude who's like all heroic and everything. And the dude that, yes, he's under the influence, but murdered like hundreds of people. No, I'm actually okay with, I, I'm really okay with Sam, yeah, especially keep, the way he was set yourself. up in, in the MCU. And especially how after. What if Sam had long hair? Ooh. Dreadlocks. <laughs> no. <laughs> you automatically go there? You're making your own case. Good Lord. No, no. He, he uses soul glow and it just flows. <laughs> he's got a big afro. <laughs> Just so glow. Um, I think if Sam had long hair, I think they should have kept Bucky's hair long and just let him go back. Because Snoop Lion, Snoop Lion, Snoop Lion, let him be Winter Soldier. Now I'm imagining Anthony Mackie with okay. Stop. Supposed to be. I hate that. I know. I hate it in all pop culture. It's supposed to be. It's supposed. No, it's not. It's a new adaptation. Yes, I know. Because if he's supposed to be Winter Soldier, he's also supposed to have short hair because he does cut his hair in the Marvel Universe comic books. He had he never had long hair in the. Uh, doesn't he have a little bit of? Doesn't he have like a mullet ish when he shows up in that it's first? It's a little book? Come down. Yeah, like, it's like no, 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 it's not here, shoulder length. We're, talking, but we're talking in the uh, Brubaker run. Mm. I th- yeah, but I think it's like right about. It's anyway, a it doesn't matter. Shaggy, but he has bangs. <laughs> That's terrible. No, I'm just thinking of Winter Soldier. It wasn't me. <laughs> um, I don't care. I mean, I know Bucky's hair is short, and I'm disappointed about that. But I'm still excited for this. I would love for the fact more that he really, Soldier he really doesn't. Uh, he really doesn't want it. That'd be amazing. Just be like, I'm not watching it because he cut his hair. Oh, that'd be sad. It'd be amazing. Be like, hey, it was fantastic. I'm not gonna watch it. Cut his hair. So we got some Indiana Jones news. There's going to be a fourth film. Stop. <laughs> There's going to be a fourth <laughs> film. You need new buttons. <laughs> well, if this one keeps working because it's terrible. Like you could have had a whip sound there or something. No, I pressed it because it's going to be terrible. <laughs> so We don't know it's going to be terrible. Oh, it's going to be terrible. We think it's going to be terrible. It's likely to be terrible. And it's likely to be terrible because Steven Spielberg doesn't make good action films anymore. Harrison Ford revealed a bit about the movie. It's not Ready Player One. <laughs> Even though Steven Spielberg. <laughs> By the way, you're not allowed to go into any Ready Player One Facebook groups. You've been banned. I would never go into one anyway. <laughs> I posted, you know, in the in the Ready Player One. My friend, who's okay. right, by the way, says this movie is terrible. It's not right. Oh, it's totally right. I refuse to believe Steven Spielberg. We're not getting into picture. it right now. Oh, it's terrible. So, Indiana Jones. That's the time you hit it. When I say terrible, you have Sir Charles back me up. No, I can't use that button apparently anymore. So, Mike, you hit that button. <laughs> no, Mike, you can't press the buttons. Yeah. Yo, you're not qualified. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you're not allowed. So Harrison Ford revealed that the new indie film will explore Indy's past, new developments in his life, his relationship, and will see part of his history resolved. That's not what he said. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, he said. God, stop the Google. I don't know what the hell a force ghost is. I don't care. He said he had no idea what. He said he had no idea what a force ghost was, and 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 then he turns, like, puts his hand up, and goes, "And I don't care." (laughs) He also said he had no idea what was going on. Yeah, because he's done with the movies. He's like, I don't give. He said that 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 scene. I tried for thirty years to get George Lucas to kill me in one of the films, and finally somebody does, and I gotta come back. (laughs) 
Yeah, he said that scene that came back with Kylo, he had no idea what was going on mm-hmm. with it. Because he didn't read the whole script. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to take his time to read the whole script. Oh, that's my lines. Yeah. My lines, my lines, BS, BS, my lines. Kylo, I love you. Okay, yeah. Okay, bye. No, he doesn't say I love you. He says, I know. I know. Rather than, because Kylo can't tell him he loves him. Oh, yeah. Because that's gay. I know, my son. That's right. Yeah. We're manly men. Yeah, yeah. You know who is a manly man? There's Bob a Liefeld. That's all we're going to do for Indy. We didn't even discuss it. I, I was like, Mike dropped with my joke. Well, he's, <laughs> just, <laughs> he's just we're going on mumbling. Well, it's, I, it's, I felt like we're doing mumble rap here for a while. Bubble, 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 bubble. We'll get back to Shaggy. No, <laughs> the the Shag- Shaggy was good. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Compared to what we have now, he was good. Wow. What do you think, That's, Mikey? Um, it's 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 just all of course it's it's gonna explore his relationships and explore a new adventure. Well, that was the funniest thing about that. It's Here's this this is the interesting. He thing. doesn't say much in it. He doesn't say anything because he's not allowed to. Because I think he even prefaces by saying, "I can't really say much" or whatever. But what I wonder is, he's married and has a kid, adopted kid, whatever. No, real kid. No, adopted kid. Is Mutt his actual kid? Yes, Mutt's his kid, right? Mutt's his actual kid, but okay, he's not yes. married to her. He gets married at the end. Yes, they get married at the end. That's what I'm saying. Now, going forward, he is married and he has a kid. Yes. Are you going to address that at all? Probably not. That's the weird thing to me. Because remember, four doesn't exist. <laughs> it's just true. <laughs> I took a page out of James Cameron book in which every time I make a new film, I just throw out the other four <laughs> Terminator films. Um, did you Did you watch that thing I sent you? About the Terminator films? Yeah, the, the costume changes. There's a couple of them that done that. There's one for Storm that's really cool, too. Okay. Um, the thing is, when we talked about Indy 4, like in the first year we were on the show, and I said, there's an interesting story under the story you got, and Correct. it's all with him and My. Ray? No, no, the other the other guy. The guy who, who turns on him. Yes. Ray, right? Yes. I think it's Ray. That they, f- they were a part of the OSS in World War II. Correct. Because remember, when we get to Last Crusade, which is the, the the farthest chronologically in the original three, the war hasn't started yet. It takes place in 1938. So, yes. we don't know anything about World War II. We get to the 1950s, which is fine. You have to set it there because he's too old. No, wait. Isn't, yes. isn't that when Hitler first makes his speech? The, the United States is not in the war. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. 90, United- 1938. And I don't think Britain is. I don't think they've invaded France yet. <laughs> Because no. they're, not, they're not, yeah, they don't, they haven't invaded France yet. Because okay. um, the invasion of France is what brings Britain into the war, yes. I think. Because they're like, uh, they're not going to stop. Right. Um, so I said at the time, it would have been interesting to see Indy in a much more mature film of what I did before the war, what I had to do during the war, and then what happens after. Mm-hmm. He literally saves us from the Nazis Twice. Well, he doesn't in the first one. God saves us from the Nazis because <laughs> Indy does nothing. Just like, you're sure, Bellic, open up the thing. Keep your eyes open. He finds it and then closes his eyes. Yeah. He helps the Germans get it. <laughs> he helps the Germans get it. <laughs> and then, you know. But he's a part They're of a, he's a part of spot. two pieces that could have, because of the mystical nature that they've shown in that universe, could have helped Hitler win the war. Sure. He then is a part of the war. Mm-hmm. 
There's got to be some interesting stories there. He then also has to deal with the fact that he finds Marion at the end of, of Raiders. They look pretty chummy. And then yep. you go forward and you're like, oh, he slept with Spielberg's wife and then he left her. And then in the third one, you're like, I'm not with Marion anymore. Yeah, but he didn't sleep with Spielberg's wife. He That was before Marion. That's what I'm talking about. It okay. goes backwards in time. Yes. And it's just, yeah. So you had it something to do with Marion, because especially if you go backwards, if you're if you're watching them in the the in universe chronological order, Temple of Doom's a great prelude because he's a penis in the beginning of that film, and when he saves the children, things start to change. Correct. And when he gets to Nepal in Raiders, it makes the the apology to her, although he still has to do what he needs to do. You can kind of see he's, he has a hard time with this because yes, intimated in Raiders, which is why I think they never touch on it. She's sixteen, right? When they're in a relationship and he's an adult. Yes. No. <laughs> so and well, she, he screws up her whole if life she's and everything. Europe, so it'd be okay. If she's not. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was like that. That's the story you wanted. Yes. Something of him. And he's a grave robber. He's, you just get mutt like, you seem like a grave robber. Instead of, what the hell are you doing? Because I, uh, Last Crusade was on yesterday and I had it in the background while I was doing some stuff. And I'm watching the scene under the catacombs when he goes to, to, to the night. Yes. I'm just going to grab this guy's humorous and use it as a torch. Right. I'm just going to flip Sir Richard over and dump him into a bunch of petrol. I care nothing for the remains of these people at all. I'm just running like crazy to get the shield so that I can figure out where my cup is. is. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then figure out where my dad is and then where the cup is and everything. So it's in 1985 or whatever, 88, when that movie comes out, you're like, yeah, get him, Indy. And then now you're looking like, what are you doing, you jerk? Like, you don't just You're grab not an You just pull out, just pull out this guy's body, this poor dude that's been buried there for 500, 600 years. I'm just going to get his humorous and wrap some clothes around it and set it on fire. That's when you realize Laura Croft is actually more of an archaeologist. Yeah, Laura Croft's more like, I'm not using the skull to crush you. Um, and I thought that would have been interesting to kind of bring it up to a modern and niche sensibility. And I know it's like, it's the woke, it's this stupid. But that would have been interesting to me is... Who's this character? The change that he would have had from 1938 to where he is in the 1950s. Right. Going through the war, realizing that he found Marion and lost her. And instead of having Marion just be kind of a kook in the middle, hey, Indy, the Russians are after me too. <laughs> Let's drive a thing over. I want to drive a duck over thing. Instead of like, she was really you weird jackass, you did it again. And not only did you do it again, I'm pregnant when you leave. Mm-hmm. And, and then the flip side, why didn't you tell me? Why you didn't you decided not to tell me? Well, I knew you left. I mean, you're not gonna come back. You yeah. know, you know the, all you those would, things would be much more interesting. Me, so. It'd be fascinating if they do anything like they won't do anything like that in five, because then four stands out even more. I mean, yes. three kind of stands out already because three starts that kind of campy weirdness. Mm-hmm. But four especially is like this makes no sense in a larger sensibility. And then I don't know. I just five fascinates me. Whether well, it's going to be good or bad, but it fascinates me where they go because as the, the guys on, um, uh, oh, what's the, gosh darn it, Red Letter Media, that, that long one of like why indie sucks, right. the video they did, and it was basically like Spielberg does Raiders because he's a cool young you know independent director and he loves it. He does Temple of Doom and it's really, really dark because he's getting divorced and he hated himself. And then he does indie when he's happy. He does uh, Last Crusade when he's happy and he's living with Cape Capshaw and everything's fun. And it's just sort of like, oh, me and my dad. 
We went to go well, get some maybe stuff. Maybe we'll get the mid midlife Indiana Jones. Well, you weren't. Yeah, but that's the thing is you get the you get four and four is like I don't know how to make films for. Oh no, he's in his. He's not in midlife anymore. I don't know how to make films for like teenagers anymore or or young young men. I only know how to make R rated Academy Award pictures or kids films. So I have monkeys with with mutt going around. His twenty three year old daughter wants to do porn because she's upset with him. Yeah, you you didn't read that. So his daughter... He's directing it. <laughs> it's still going to be better than Ready Player One. <laughs> Spielberg's youngest daughter says she, she's going to start doing adult films. <laughs> and the first quote after this, get that girl some help. Uh, well, all of your indie answers will be answered. All of your indie questions... <laughs> all of your indie questions will be answered on July 9th of 2021. Because that's when we're getting Indiana Jones 5. But I want answers now. I just gave. Sorry, internet. <laughs> I just gave you all the good ones. It's not going to be that. Now everybody's like, God, that would have been so much more interesting. Yeah, the, when they release it, they're doing porn. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones and Spielberg's daughter doing porn. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Bow. <laughs> there probably is that. Oh, Doctor Jones. <laughs> No time for love, Dr. Jones. Oh, yes, there is. Dun, 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 dun. There's a sound we need. <laughs> Generic porn music. <laughs> we, need so short, you, we need short round in Indy 5. So you know who enjoys... Wow. <laughs> you know who enjoys porn? This isn't, this isn't going good. <laughs> you know who enjoys generic porn? Rob Liefeld. Probably not. <laughs> I have a feel... I guarantee you Rob Liefeld's into foot porn. <laughs> you think... Because it's like he can't draw. I can't draw it. Just Damn. maybe that's why he can't draw it. Because he's just so <laughs> he's so hot for it. He can't. If he tries to do it, he can't. He, he's like he just starts drawing. and goes, oh man, <laughs> nuts his pants. It's a good thing no one listens to. Me. <laughs> um. Although, did you notice on the cover of the new no <laughs> of the new Snake Eyes comic that he's dra- he's writing? It does show Snake Eyes' feet. Yeah, but they're just triangles. They've always <laughs> asked me. Yeah, they are. They are. They're just, you know, there's his. I didn't have to look at it to tell you that. And I'll tell you, all his guns are going to look like mailboxes. So he's introducing a new G.I. Joe villain, though. Here's the thing. I actually like the idea if Rob Liefeld wasn't drawing it. Yeah. It looked interesting from what he said. It has some mystic elements to it, which have been introduced in, here and there in the Star, in the Star Wars universe, in the G.I. Joe universe. <laughs> Especially when you get into Resolute and the, when he's fighting Storm Shadow, and they're like, "I can do Tornado Whip or whatever," and gets stabbed <laughs> through the hand, and he's fine. The, the descriptions sound interesting, but it's Rob Liefeld doing it, yes. and I just can't, I can't stomach it. It's just, it's awful. I'm sorry. Well, it'll appear in Snake Eyes Dead Game, which will launch in June. <laughs> um, this will be the first GI Joe thing I don't get in like 40 years. <laughs> It says that no, that's not true because forty within forty years was uh, what, what was the dark horse one? Savage Sergeant Savage and the GI Joe team or something? Yeah, yeah, I never touched that either. It's funny is because this article says Liefeld visited fast food news website. Uh, comic, I didn't understand that comicbook.com <laughs> to spill the <laughs> beans <laughs> on Bleeding Cool called comicbook.com a fast food news site. Yeah, I was like Bleeding Cool is calling another site fast food, like it's junk food. Like, really, Bleeding Cool. Bleeding Cool is garbage and has done more to ruin comics. I love how just that Comics Pro Weekend is is uh, going on right now. And one of the fun things is to see 
and I think some of the guys have outed it outside of Comics Pro how many times Rich Johnston sends them messages. That's what we forgot. Will you be my spy at Comics Pro? I'll pay you. Hey, going to Comics Pro this weekend? It's like all the people that used to um, wouldn't talk to me except for once a year about end of May, maybe mid-June. Going to Comic-Con this year? Mm. And then they would just shoot the S with me for a little bit and then finally they'd be like, you're looking for a room? Yeah, do you have some room? No. Don't talk to me again, you jackass. But you remember the last time that... Um, <laughs> G.I. Joe had some kind of mystical element to it, was Cobra Law, and people hated it. Well, the, there's a mystic element to G.I. Joe Resolute. When you watch the the fight between Star, Storm Shadow and, and Snake Eyes, yeah. it, he, like, hits him and causes an earthquake or something. Yeah. Like it, It's not super overt, but there's definitely some stuff there. Hama had it, too, with the ninja stuff, the, the ability to... to to change. See, that doesn't look that bad, but I know that's one pan... When he gets to issue five, it's going to be stick figures. Yeah. Um... <laughs> The Hama had it with him, like, um, you know, keeping his heartbeat really low, and then he gets brainwashed, <laughs> and Storm Shadow beats... I know, it's terrible. <laughs> he's got such a big upper body and little tiny feet. <laughs> That's that Captain America one. One of my favorite images ever, Chris Evans as Rob Liefeld's Captain America, and his chest is 85 times the size of the normal chest. I mean, like, Snake Eyes <laughs> is ripped here. It's just... Uh, like I said, I liked the idea, but it just isn't. It isn't for me because the, the art is just too much. You know what I forgot to put in the opening? Rob Liefeld can't draw feet? <laughs> no. Dan uh, Dan DiDio. We can talk about that next week because we have no information other than he was suddenly let go or walked Left. out yeah. yesterday. Um, As of right now, Jim Lee is the sole publisher and creative director for DC, DC yep. Comics Publishing. Nobody else has any information. I mean, it was just like literally, it was the room. Sebastian had said the rumors were is that he was working with people as as recent as that morning, and by the afternoon he was out of the DC office, and it was announced he wasn't. It was yesterday, wasn't it? It was yesterday. The, my guess when I read something like that, from my experience in terms of like with with sports teams and stuff, he found out he was going to get fired, and basically told them, "I'm leaving." Because once you know, mm -hmm. you can't stay there. You know, they have to basically once it gets to you that you're supposed to, we're gonna we're gonna fire you in two weeks. Yeah. We're just trying to figure out who's going to replace you. Sorry, you just told me I, I get my severance ban now, and I'm yeah. gone. We're getting your paycheck ready. So it, because the timing, it it feels like it's something to me again. My in my opinion, it feels like something like that because the timing is terrible. Mm -hmm. Comics Pro, which is a basically a union of comic book shops that has a huge meeting. They're in Portland this weekend, meeting with major publishers, including DC. Dan Didio was not there. He was no. in the DC offices. Jim Lee, I believe, is not there either. Um, uh, to have that news drop. In the middle of that, like I said something to Carr and I said, how is everybody taking like all of us are just as confused as you are? Yeah. Um, it's just not the right timing for it. So I don't think it's, I think it's DC's decision, but I don't think the timing is the right decision. Mikey, so, you laughing at this news? My, Mikey found the live action Rob Liefeld, Captain America. It's the best. I love that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we've. He just I, looks like I, a Koopa Trooper. I know. When I said, I think the first time we put that in the thread, it was Travis was just like, "Bro, I'm so swole." Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> was like, um, it looks like the Koopa Troopers from the Mario Brothers yeah. movie. It's a little. That's yeah. That's the best. Just at the chest. That's like literally hold your arms out as far as it can go, and that's as far as his chest goes. Um, I should have done the whole thing and Dan Didio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, DC told me I'm out of here, so I was like, you know what? I'll just, you know, I'm just gonna leave right now. I'm just gonna go. Which, gonna go. by the way, he, I mean, he is like 
one of the coolest guys. I got Dan, I've, I've met Dan Adio multiple times. He does come to our store. Yeah. Um, here's the thing with Dan. Yes. Yeah, he comes. He comes in and out. All the, he buys a lot of older comics and mm. stuff. You know, he came in and he like wiped us out of War Comics. I was really mad at him because he bought a bunch of them I wanted. Uh, one of the sales. It might have been one of the times that you were you were overseas. I think when you uh. went to London and we had a sale. He had, she showed up and 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 you know talked to us for a little bit. Dan loves comics. Yeah, he really, really does, and he has an enthusiasm. Rob Liefeld sort of the same thing. As much as I s on on right. Rob Liefeld, he has a passion for comics. I think it's misguided, but he has a passion for comics. Dan does as well. Yeah, but Dan works in a corporate environment. Correct. Whether you, whether you like it or not, and people are just like he made all these decisions of looking at stuff on there. You know, like he made all this decision with with New Fifty Two. No, he didn't. Yeah, because he had bosses, and from what we have known or be able to piece together or read between the lines, his bosses at DC that had just been kind of installed, including, I believe, Jeanette Kahn, looked at the 90s and said, why the hell don't we do that? Hey, Dan, make everything the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, he did make some decisions or allow some decisions to be made that that people had a problem with. He does seem to have it out for Wally West. Yeah. He does seem to have it all for out for Dick Grayson, and both of those characters got kind of screwed over as they kept going. Um, do you think that might have been kind of where the last straw was? No. I I. I I don't know what it is. That's the thing. It's, it's it's useless to speculate whether it's a creative decision, whether it's a monetary decision, whether it's a workplace decision. We don't know. And right. we probably never will because comics is really good at keeping this kind of insular. But yeah, just, Dan as a person... Say just ask Stan Lee. Yeah. Dan as a person is a good person. Right. He's not someone... When I do the voice, I do it because he has such a great voice. Right. You know, it's a great thing. And I do the thing... You know, he was there when... Superman disappeared for, for you know a long time going back to find Krypton and they had four Superman books that didn't have Superman in it. And then with the joke with that for a long time, you know, yeah, we're doing a book called Wonder Woman. It's going to be a new book, Wonder Woman, but Blue Beetle's in it. It's going to yeah. stall Blue Beetle and everything's going to be... We went, those first kind of panels that Mikey and I went to, when the DC panels used to be in the rooms that don't have 5,000 seats mm-hmm. and he's up there with, you know, Mark Wade and 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 uh, some of the other people that were that were writing at the time that all of a sudden escaped my... my, my and he just... You knew he loves comic books, and especially older comics that he brings in there. He's not, it's not a one-person show. So while some of his decisions are probably decisions that he made and that he allowed through that were not great, I thought a lot of their, the way that they've handled collections over the last year, some of that seems to be his. At the very least, he defended those decisions, especially something like DC Essentials, which was a great branding of these stories that were much easier to sell when we could put them all on the same shelf and go like, these are the 70 DC type channels you get. They dumped that very quickly. Right. Um, the ink and zoom they're, they're uh, you know, teen plus and, and YT uh, book series, original graphic novel series became something that they just kind of threw out and went like, well, we're just going to put them out there and they don't have a branding for it. The black label stuff that got yeah. very weird. Um, he's there during the bat wang crisis, you know, right after the new president of Warner brothers is, is put in. That's probably not very helpful. There are some tone deaf pieces from Dan. There are some tone deaf pieces from DC. They've become less retailer friendly in terms of, of small retailer comic book stores. Again, some of those decisions are not his, the Walmart thing may not be his decision. This could be corporate going. If Walmart's willing to pay us $500,000 to do 250,000 comics, and get them into Walmart, fine. We don't care if speculators buy it. We don't care if you can't find them. As long as Walmart still buys them, mm-hmm. they're there. And if that deal from Walmart is, if we're going to pay you this, it has to be exclusive. This is how toy exclusives work too. You can't sell them to comic book stores, so we couldn't. they couldn't sell them to comic book stores. Once that exclusivity deal came out or ended, they started selling those same type of books to comic book stores, these huge reprints that are five bucks. So and it's, not on, it's not on him. one of the creators of Harley Quinn. 
he's well, he was there at the time. I mean, it, again, it's not it's not a one man show. He's right. not he's not on an island. Um, so it's a lot of different decisions that come in. He is probably someone who made a lot of bad decisions, made a lot of good decisions. Um, and, and was there had do, his hands tied for a lot of decisions. There's too. some that he has his hands tied. There's some that he doesn't. Right. He probably made some statements he shouldn't have. And the tone deaf thing. I'm talking creatively, yeah. not anything, you know. There's some creative statements where you sort of look at it and go, are you clueless? When they did the ideas for, when they changed what they were doing with collections that I thought was, I personally thought was the right thing as, a, as someone mm-hmm. who works in a retailer. And he kind of tried to defend those. I just wanted to yell at him like, are you dumb? Like this doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. You're removing the easiest way to sell comics. That helps us. Right. Rather than us having to go through every single solicit and really figure out what's the, the, the thing that you can put together and put on a shelf and say, you can read this and you don't have to read anything else. The big thing they did is they took the first two volumes of the new, the new 52 Batman, the Court of Owls, and they made it one big collection. Right. And it didn't have a volume number on it. And it was just put it on the wall. And when people come in, like, I'm looking for something for Batman, boom, you want to read this. It's 12 issues. Greg Capullo does the art. It's new villains. You're going to love this. And if you love it, I've got more that you can get. And if you don't, you only bought the one. So that's, it's it's a hard thing. It'll be interesting to see what sort of comes out as to why and what happened. It'll be, be interesting, interesting to see what happens with Lee just being the... There's there's people that are calling for Lee's firing as well. Lee is a creative, a creative director, but it doesn't mean... He's not sitting there going, okay, I want Batman to do this. I want Superman to do this. He's hiring talent. Do you think Morrison will get promoted? No. Morrison will never be in an, in an editor. I don't, he's not doing anything for them right now. Yes, That's he what is. I'm he's doing He's doing Green Lantern. He's not an editor. He's never going to be an editor. I don't, see, I don't see him being higher up and no. being creative. He's, yeah. not, he's, not a creative, he's not a creative control kind of guy. Jeff. Uh, Jeff. Yeah, Je- uh, Jeff Johns. I was going to say Jeff Lee. Jeff Johns is not in that position. He's not in, you know, he's, he's technically, he's freelance. He is writing for DC. Right. Um, but he's working so much with, with, um, he's got his own with company, DC yeah. Universe. Well, he's had a production company the whole time. He's doing the Stargirl show for DC Universe, yep. and he still oversees a lot of the Arrowverse stuff. And so it's not he's not going to come back and run it. Um, and it's going to be Dan's a, the corporate part of it. You know, he was the publisher. He's the right. guy that makes sure the editors are hired, the assistant editors are hired, that the publishing gets done on time, that the paychecks mm-hmm. go out on time, internal conflict if there's anything. That type of stuff is him. Writers and artists that are being, or, or writers, artists, and pitches were likely going through Jim. Yeah. You know, to be like going through an editor, going through a, another editor. Hey, you know, Bob and Sam have this great Batman idea. Jim, I want you to take a look at this. Here's the first three pages. They want to do a Batman story. Uh, Sean Murphy's um, uh, Batman White Knight likely went to Lee as a pitch. Like, I want to do this. And Lee said yes. Yeah. And Dan said yes. And you have a very successful book. So. We'll see where he goes or what happens no, yeah, to I him. Mean, I mean, the, the hard thing is, is as a publisher and that sort of, it's not like Jeff where he can fall back on a production company or something. It's, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a corporate publishing guy. And he'll, I mean, he'll find something, you know, it's not like he's going to be hurting. Hopefully. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, like you said, I, you know, I, Gives I him a chance to, to go down, back to New York if he wants to. I got to sit down and, you know, and have dinner and, you know, and spent four hours with him the first night we were at Scum and Villainy. You know, we were we were sitting there. Bella, Beth, and I were at a table, and he comes up and says, "You guys mind sharing?" And Beth's like, "No, no, come on, sit down." Had no idea who he was. You know, she's a major Harley fan. Had no idea. And I'm sitting here at first, and I'm listening to him going, "Damn, I know who this guy. I know this guy. I've heard my friend do this voice for ten years. I know this guy." And then when he introduces that I'm Dan, I went, "I know." 
know you. <laughs> and you know, we got you know, we had a good time. And then it was funny because you know it was when they were doing their their f- like four hour block of being able to be there when it was still just a pop up. You know, um, they had it set up where you, you know, technically you, it still is. <laughs> well, JC's had it there for almost five years now. Um, but they, you know, still, and so we got, you know, you had your time, you got up to leave and then the next group would come in. It's kind of the way they, they're running. It's funny. It's actually, it's the way they're doing, uh, August Cantina at, uh, at galaxy's edge at star Wars land. Hmm. Um, but we were sitting there and, you know, and Beth, I told Beth, you know, at some point who he was. Hmm. And at the end she walked up to him and she just, you know, just as we got up, she just put her hand on his shoulder and said, I just wanted to say, thank you. I love Harley. She, She's the reason I read comic books and my favorite character. And then we were, you know, we were walking out paying and doing whatever. And he walks up to her and hands her a napkin. That wasn't Dan. Yeah. Paul Dini. Yeah. Was it Paul Dini? Paul Dini. Yeah. 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 No. Yes. Because yeah, he signs it? it. Paul, D- Paul Dini shit. signed it. Yes. Paul Dini. I was like, Paul Dini is the creator so, of, uh, of Harley. Yeah. No, th- yes, that's right. We're th- I met Dan at, um, let's come and Vilni then. Somewhere he came else. here. Yeah. Well, not here. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> No, um, no, yeah, that is that's right. That was Paul Dini. So my comments still stand. Rich is not so much. Um, when you said that I was gonna let the thing with Harley go, and I'm like, no, it's not him. It's, it's right. Paul Dini. It's Paul Dini. Uh, no, Dan. Paul Dini and Bruce Tim created Harley. Yes, Quinn that's right. Yeah, I why. And Paul Dini. Well, wrote. no. Once you said napkin, I was like, I remember seeing yeah, that on no, your bookcase. It's, it's Paul Dini, and it's Paul Dini. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. But Dan. It was at Comic Con when I went. Beth and I were at dinner with Paul uh, um, Dini. <laughs> no, we were with Denise and, and Richards. Shut up! I don't know. You said um, Denise. That's that's Doctor Christmas Jones Denise or whatever. <laughs> uh, with Denise and Garth, yes. Oh, okay. I've met them once, and I still remember that. And he, they were sitting down like the tables were like butt up against each other so they were sitting down on the butts were up against each other <laughs> so anyways toy fair happened this week <laughs> or weekend as we're going it's happening this weekend there's still another day um mm. hasbro has companies that are not hasbro the one company that's not hasbro <laughs> will make a presentation tomorrow i imagine and i'm going to say that we you know chris had the idea and i presented it to them so i'm going to say we had something to do with I doubt it. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that one. Yes, about a year and a half ago, when we had one of these discussions about Star Wars toys and Black Series, especially, I said that the 40th, when they had said they're probably going to do a whole lot for the 40th anniversary, and you uh, kept saying this over last year, yeah, because so last, you know, uh, yeah, last year they had made this big deal in 2018. That 2019 was the 20th anniversary, I think, mm-hmm. of of Episode One. They were going to do all these things for it. They didn't do anything. We got like Mace Windu and one other figure. Um, but we knew that for the 40th anniversary of Empire this year, they were likely to do something to do with Empire, especially because there's no new films and whatever. Correct. And they I said, if they, did, if they did a, a black series vehicle, it would be a snowspeeder. And for the long, I thought it was a great idea. And then when they didn't really do anything, I thought we'd never get it because it's right. huge. And we've seen a lot of black series vehicles. We saw Ray's speeder, Luke's land speeder, um, the Dewback, and the Enfys Nest Cloud Rider all mm-hmm. go into severe clearance. Yes. You know, well, I, the, up, the, I I now have two dobacks because I, I bought two dobacks. One of them was for you when they went on clearance at yeah. Entertainment Earth for like thirty bucks. 
The FO TIE Fighter one on clearance. The FO TIE I bought my FO TIE Fighter for 40 uh, Ethan found one for 20 bucks at a, at a Goodwill or whatever. And I paid um, 120 yeah. for mine. <laughs> no, your wife paid 120 for yours. Um, so today, yes, they did announce that, first off, they, we were getting, for the first time ever, a Snow Speeder Luke. Uh, pilot outfit. pilot hot pilot, pilot outfit. Well, no, it's not the first time ever because there is, there is a three and three quarter. I don't. They said there wasn't, but there is. There's a three and three quarter. No, no, no they said there wasn't one in the original. That's right, in the original ninety six one. Um, so we got Luke, and then later they did announce that there is a uh, black series snow speeder. It comes with Dak. Rest in peace, Dak. Um, and when last year when Chris didn't make it to Comic Con. I was at the Star Wars panel and everything like that. And then afterwards, I was standing there talking to one of the creative, you know, the the Star Wars creative execs that was standing down there. And we got talking about how, you know, I get talking about, you know, the different Star Wars and Star Wars Black series. And I mentioned, I said, hey, I said, I do a podcast. And on my podcast, my buddy mentioned that one of the best vehicles would be to do is the Snowspeeder. He goes, yeah, I know everybody keeps talking about the X-Wing. I said, I said, I'd love to see the X-wing, X-Wing is six and a half feet long. I said, but, I said, but the X-Wing would be the size of the, the, the one that they put in Toys R Us that was hanging above everybody for years. And he goes, yeah, you're right. It would be about that long. He, I said, but the snow speeder, I said, you could fit it into the box, you know, a normal size box. And because all you do is take off, like the original came, you take off. Well, the, the, the other blasters. thing, to think for, for, from what I really thought of it, why I thought it was feasible was it's one piece. Right. It's a, it's, it's a big, solid piece, and then it's a canopy and two blasters that usually come off of it. The harpoon gun comes off. Mm-hmm. But that piece is just one big, solid piece. So it's it doesn't take a... Once you cast it, you don't have people having to put it together. The labor cost for something like that is much less... But you still than, cast it as a top and a bottom. Yeah, but you still don't have someone who has to put together like 60 pieces. Right. Emphis Nest has a ton of pieces that you two have to put together yourself. And a, yeah. a couple yeah. bars here and there. So that was... Yeah, I, that was the one that I had mentioned over... I'm probably not the only one. That's, I'm sure someone there had the same idea, well, but I it was... when I told it to him, he said, I've never heard anyone say they wanted the Snowspeeder. Oh, the Snowspeeder's one of the best I, designs I said, ever. I said also an Ugnaught, and he was like, that, I've never heard anyone... No one ever asked for Ugnaughts. That would be great. Well, I said, but the Snowspeeder... That should be... I said, well, if you can't do it as a regular, as a regular, you know, on the shelf the release, you could do it as a Haslab. I said it'd be a great one to put. I said you could even throw in DAC, which would be give you another pilot because everybody wants pilots. I said then that way you could have it there and be a great fortieth, you know. And I said, what you maybe a hundred or so dollars that you could do this. Before I knew that they were actually going to be selling the X Wing three and three quarter for a hundred dollars, which was. Way, way too much. So, what do you see the slave one? Yeah, I know. Uh, so when I was talking to him, I mean, he was really getting excited about this. Like he was talking about, oh yeah, we could do this with it, with this, this, and this. And was really, yeah. really getting happy, you know, excited about this. So I'm gonna say, between Chris coming up with the idea and me relaying it, we came up with the idea for the snow speeder or presented it to the for them. So, so if we see him this year, you. I'm gonna tell him about. Uh, Anakin's pod racer. Yeah, I know, right? Because I've been talking about Anakin's pod racer for a while, too. It just seems like it's easy. So Pulpa's pod... See, here's the thing. So Pulpa's pod racer... It's huge. It's twice the size. Yeah, no. That's the HasLab thing to me. Because the Anakin's pod racer could fit in a box that's roughly the same size as Emphasis cl- uh, Cloud right. Rider. Because yeah. the Emphasis Cloud Rider is huge. Oh, yeah. It comes in two it's pieces. A fish to take apart, too. Yeah. Oh, to try and yeah, I never put back in the box. I'm like... Yeah, um, my my wing, one of the back wings bent because I couldn't get it apart to uh, put it in the box. So, 
the, I thought the pod racer made a lot of sense. Yeah. And so we'll see. <laughs> like you do the pod racer with Anakin and his little, you know, Rodian friend, because we need baby Rodians coming too. You know, we're going to get baby Chewy, baby Rodian, baby Celestian, baby Calmari. They're all coming. But yeah, the snow speeder got announced today. And I'll be honest, I was, I was actually a little overclumped when I saw it. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I can see your eyes were watering. I was just like, I've wanted this thing forever. Now, when they do the six inch scale ad at, Oh. That's the Haslab <laughs> for fifteen thousand dollars. We got this gigantic. Uh, no, that would be about fifteen hundred. I could see if you did it. You you know the scale for that thing? Because let me tell you, the original Snowspeeder and the original Adat and three and three quarter are not to scale. Yeah, you've seen the micro. Around. It's called a Great Dane. The micro machine is if the micro machine for the Snowspeeder is in scale with the Adat for three and three quarter. Yeah, in a way, so it's just like come on, that that thing would be. It's a Great Dane. Eh, it might be a little bit bigger than that. That's when huge. Think of how think of how big that snowspeeder yeah. is and how small well, it is next the to the head. I'm just thinking of a head of a Great Dane because you wouldn't be able to fit three people in the head of a Great Dane. Mm-mm. Nope. Six-inch figures. That's what I'm saying. That thing would be ginormous. Well, remember, I, I, we probably one, if we could get the formula right, we were trying to do that with the Rancor, trying to figure out the I formula say, the Rancor, inch to inch. We, but... Um, Sideshow's doing a Rancor, which is 29 inches tall, which is about the same sky, scale as the Rancor that um, Hasbro made for their diorama last year for the 6-inch. Diorama-rama. So it's, you're looking at almost a 30-inch. Isn't yeah. it the same size as the life-size Yoda Yeah, that they did? It's pretty much. Yeah. That'd be but cool. So That's if, you, if, if anyone wants a... Six inch scale Rancor. Okay, so I'll take a six inch scale uh, B wing. Oh, that'd be awesome. Is that you can s- like fold up the wings and slide it in between the fridge and the wall if you don't want to? Where's hey? Where's your B wing? Oh, it's under my couch. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay, so one meter is thirty nine point three seven inches. Uh, we live in the states. Are you doing? Are you doing a rank? Yeah. Or are you doing no, I'm doing the the add add the add is listed as twenty meters long. So they also Hasbro also announced uh, the vent or the the retro carded twelve you know figures that will be released for the thirtieth anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Twelve or is it eight? I thought it was only eight. It's four and four. Is it four and four? I thought it was four and four. There's twelve for the first one. For for is there four, four, and four? There were there's twelve. Only four, there's only, they only listed four for the first wave. There were 12 for the original Star Wars, for New Hope. There were, I guess, eight. So there's Lando. Yeah, I think it was only eight. You have Lando, you have Hoth Leia, you have Bespin Han, Dagobah R2-D2, Bespin Luke, Snow Speeder Luke, a... Uh, Adat Driver. Adat Driver. And Yoda. TIE Pilot. You have Yoda... Which is already up to ten. Eleven is the, um, is the Hoth trooper, which comes with two different faces. And I love how they finally caught up to how to figure out to do army. Players, you can like you can 10 make years eight after different Blake was, figures out of that one. There's eight different combinations because there's there's three face plates, mm-hmm. and then you have goggles and the scarf. Mm-hmm. So you can use it to obscure two fa- obscure obscure Scar- obscure two of the faces. With the scarf okay. for the thing, and then the three other guys can be three other ones. So that's different. 11 figures. That's what cool. would be the 12th one? Lando? I said Lando. Oh. Lando, Luke, Luke, Leia, Han, R2, Yoda, 
Be, uh, Tie pilot. Tie pilot. Adept pilot. Um, Hoth trooper. I'm missing one now. You know what they did? They did four four, and then the two new ones. That's how they showed it. Yeah. They did the first wave of four, the second wave of four, because they showed the Lando, and then the two new ones. There's only ten. That would make sense. Um. So, the, so you, there's no aliens coming other than Yoda. Um. The Adept would be eleven feet long. Ouch. <laughs> It'd be a car. Yeah. It is. It has labs for $30,000. It's 131.23 inches. It's 20. Uh, it would be a 20 freaking meters. car. You divide that by 12. It's it's 10.93. So it's almost 11 feet. Wow. Has labs in conjunction though. with how, Honda. How tall would that thing be? That's my next question. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's taller than it is long. That's what she said. Yeah, height is 22, 22 and a half. Um, yeah, so so that was the release of... Uh, they also announced that they're doing vintage card backs, which is almost mirrors the, um, the six-inch line that's coming out. Except, you know, you have multiple Lukes, which everybody said... Now there's the, the joke is it's the Luke Skywalker toy line featuring Star Wars. Now the... Wouldn't, wouldn't the guy that it was like the line should be recalled Luke Skywalker and some friends? Yeah. <laughs> and his Star Wars friends. Because <laughs> everything. Um, then they also announced that the, um, um, they had the G.I. Joe announcement <laughs> of the six inch. Jesus. Where we're getting a $40 exclusive um, Snake Eyes, which comes with every weapon I think he's ever carried. But I, you know what? It didn't have his uh, Uzis. Yeah, it does. He has a Uzi. Does he? Thank you. Um, and then you're also getting Roadblock, Scarlet, and Duke in the first wave. You know, and the crazy thing, so far, what they were so saying far. is all their weapons are going to be able to be on the figure. Yeah, they said that the... Well, the what it looks like is the main weapon won't. But their accessories will. So, like with Duke, they said his pistol and his binoculars will fit on his legs, and he has the rifle. I think that's that's mm-hmm. their thing is, is because there were so many. And we've seen this with some of the Star Wars figures too. Like they they don't have holsters for their pistols, yeah, you know, or something like that. Probe so droid too. The probe. Yeah, the probe oh, the probe droid. That's awesome. That might be the that might be the twelfth figure because I said eleven. That's the, the first figure. Time. That's like the. Gamorrean guard type. Yeah, they put it in the uh, the, the deluxe, bigger box, yeah. the deluxe the box. The deluxe one. Yeah. Um. They also announced a new Slave One, more of an Art Deco um, vintage line one, which is $150, did they say? Yeah, it's $149.99. $149.99, which is way, which the Snow Speeder is $119.99. So the six inch speeder is less than the Slave One, and you get a figure with the uh, Snow Speeder. That well, the slave one also when they showed the back, it was super heavily like heavily detailed. Oh, it, it is, and I mean, everything like the that. cockpit holds three figures. That of course they all have With to it stand. Being smaller and having that kind of paint app, I'm sure it's because of that. Yeah. So they they had the GI Joe Marvel, the Marvel Legends line got in a big announcement. Um, first, they announced that they're they're doing another fan figure, which they the fan figures uh, the choose from were what. Silk, Silk, Sif, and Electra. Silk, Sif, and Electra in the the white. white. Sif Mm -hmm. in the her short-lived series after Marvel Now, 
Um, and then Silk in the normal costume, and Silk is going to run away with that. Well, here's the thing. And even if the, even if the results even if the results aren't Silk, they're going to make Silk. Here's what they didn't say. Silk is different than the first original release. The the costume is different. But this, this may change the voting for you. The figure will be sold as an exclusive at Comic Con 2020. It doesn't matter. It, whatever the vote is, I'm telling you, there is no way they're making that SIF and they're not making that Electra. But you you think that the Silk will win even though oh, the, yeah. the majority of people can't get it? They don't care. They're still going to vote for it. Yeah. Um, my thing is Silk has already been released and it's basically the same figure, just the art deco. It's a Spidey figure. I don't understand why they put it as a fan vote. Because like they know it's going to win and they can use the same body from the Silk from before. You want to tell everybody about the uh, the Marvel line that was announced? No, I'm still trying to figure this out because I feel like I got this one wrong. So they're doing a the Marvel Legends line. They're going to do Age of Apocalypse with the Build-A-Figure will be Sugar Man. That's what I was trying to figure out. Yes. I'm trying to understand this. Yeah, so the, that will be the Build-A-Figure, which is it's m- massive. The, the way that they have the packaging set up for some of these figures just to fit him in then is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, they also announced a, a six, uh, the Marvel Legends uh, Wolverine from X-Men, the movie, with a... It's got the, scan, the face scan for Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah, there's going to be two Wolverines from uh, the X-Men film franchise. With Wolverine, one um, in the, the original the, with the bike jacket that he wore, the leather jacket, mm-hmm. yeah, the one from the that's, that's that's like when he first shows up, right? Yes. Yeah, and then him in the uh, in the white, the white tank top, yeah, the white tank, and the, the one uh, with the white tank top is going to have th- different hands, so you have the bone claws as well as the anime. I think the claws pop in and out. Do they? Yeah, that's what it looked like mm. on the packaging. Look at the packaging when you look at it on on Amazon. Uh, your Black Series at at that is eleven feet long. You know how tall it is? 22 feet. No, no. no, no. 10. It's taller than it is wide. Or is long. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's 22 and a half meters tall. 22 and a half meters or mm-hmm. feet? Meters. That is 22 and a half meters tall. Jesus. Well, for the, the meters, just yeah, slightly over three, three feet. Mm-hmm. So... That's then you got to divide by it's twelve. It's twelve point three feet. Yeah, it's well, twelve. I, I said ten feet. I was close with that. It's twelve feet tall. Yeah, that's so you, two. That's more than two. So you have eight. to be an NBA basketball player just to get the <laughs> into the pilot. You can't even do that. Room. No, you just to get them higher. into the hatch. Yeah, <laughs> underneath you can't because get the, the top of it. A basketball hoop is ten feet tall. Right. This is 12, almost 12 and a half feet. That's what I'm saying is you have to be an NBA player to jump up there to... to You're not making... That's not... You're not going two feet above the rim. Hey, LeBron can. Now, now I want to go to Comic-Con and say, okay, let's do the Black Series (laughs) at-at. It needs to be 11 11 feet long and 12 and a half feet tall. (laughs) They're going to laugh at you. We can do that. Yeah. Go for it. Are you going to build it? (laughs) Are you going to... Just do one. Fifty one and give it to me. Um, that's a backyard with eleven by twelve. Where would you put it? Though? In my backyard. <laughs> just that would work in your backyard. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd build it. It'd be like Rise of the Resistance. I just build a shed around it. 
Like, what is this for? Like, we're just doing dioramas in here. Um, they're also doing the, the Age of Apocalypse thing that, that actually was the one that I really liked is that the old Age of Apocalypse Build-A-Figure is being reissued as a as an, uh, what is it, an extra size, extreme size yes. box um, figure for Age of Apocalypse. And it comes with a human skull that you could, you pet the dog while you're doing it. Crazy pants. Um, I'm talking to the dog. Uh, that one made me excited because the, the old Toy Biz Age of Apocalypse Apocalypse were my favorite figures. Yeah. I still remember, like, I took that, when I was working at Albert's Audiobooks, I took that to work. And I was just taking pictures of them, like, all around <laughs> all around work, just, like, different places. Um, Daredevil. Yeah, I mean, they also, they announced... Uh, they announced so much stuff. They have... Uh, the Army Builder thing, I think, was one of the most interesting things. They finally talked about the fact that people like Army Building. Mm-hmm. And so they have... Um, they showed two pictures. One was of... Uh, uh, <coughs> the setup in the, the booth was the, the Hydra cap. And ow, behind it was all of these Hydra soldiers. And then there was Black Panther, and I think it was Okoye, and then there was all of these Wakandan uh, warriors, the Dorimaji. So during the panel, they announced that the Hydra soldier was being sold on Hasbro Plus, and instead of the limit two, it was limit 10. Ow. And <laughs> dog's trying to bite my fight. Um, what do you have? No, get, get away. Get away. Trying to eat Ricky socks. Um, so the the they're in a box, so they're not blister packaged, as far as we can tell. Uh, I figure they're probably loose in the box. They're only fifteen dollars instead of twenty. Right. Comes with two accessories. Comes with a rifle and a pistol, and so you can army build a lot easier. I mean, if you're if you're really dedicated, you can get a hundred and for hundred and fifty bucks, you can get ten of them. Yeah, they limited yeah. it to ten. <laughs> yeah, they limited it to ten, and I thought that was kind of cool. And I'm waiting. Here's hoping. Sometime before the end of the year. Classic stormtroopers. Oh, that'd be great. Ten for fifteen. You know, ten. Uh, limit ten, ten for fifteen. Wow. Yeah, ten for fifteen. Go for it. Dollar fifty. But the same thing, because you really for that type of figure that come that has come with more accessories, you only really want the E eleven. Right. So you do just the E eleven. You put it in a loose box. So you don't have to worry about blister packaging. That's something I I could see myself getting the ten. Yes. That's one of the ones I don't have very. You know, we talked about. We both have like six stupid Sith troopers, and I have five range troopers, and four death troopers and stuff like that. And I thought that's the one, like the classic stormtrooper. I think I only have two of. Well, it's funny because we had mentioned the Bith, you know, yeah. that we, we talked about the Bith would be, you know, doing five Bith as a Haslab or something. Yeah. To do five of them with the wet, with the, the weapons, with the music instruments to do figuring dead and in the modal modal nodals. Modal, what's the, what's the name of the band? Modal nodals. Isn't it? Mo- mode nodal. No. Yeah. It's something like that. Model nodals. Um, um, wobble. But yeah, so you could do that as five in one package, and then you know sell it at, like you. Well, would. you do like it has like don't give me packaging. That's the thing. No, one mean, thing one I'd box. love I'd love to see Hasbro do and understand is we don't all need the collector packaging. We're willing to buy stuff loose. You could do that with green shirts. You could do that with Cobra. You could do it with everything. That's the thing. Is is the hope for this enough people Hydra thing is that enough people buy it. To have them understand that if you want to cut out the middleman, which is all HasLab does, and it's worked because I spent like $160 with them today. Well, see, if you bought 10, you, Ethan bought 10, and I bought 10. We could cut off 10, and then 10 more would take its place. <laughs> um, if it works, it proves that you can take a figure, Twenty more would take its place. throw it into a box, throw the figures in. Remember, blister cards with G.I. Joe, they came loose. They right. weren't in a tray. The right. tray is really expensive. you got to get someone to stand there and... Tr- 
push the, the stuff in and make sure the gun's there and make sure the lightsaber's there. Well, this is you the throw these guys the into a box stuff. and you mail it straight through that box. Boom. Yeah, this is the way they used to do the mail and stuff. They, mm-hmm. did, they came in a, you know, came like in a little, little box and the box. thing that, that came there. None of the stuff that they're doing, like if they're doing Jedi with that, with, with the, the lightsaber, then I'd have a problem with it. Right. But a, a, a decent size and, and a decent, um, uh, what's the, what's the, it's got to have to, the, the, the pistol isn't, you know, like a really thin barrel. Right. You know, it's a fairly stocky pistol. It's a stocky rifle. But you they can still even... look good. That's the thing. Drop those into the box. Drop the Hydra agent into the box. Dunk. Piece of tape, throw it in a box. One more, throw it in a box. Put it, put my name on it. Gone. Yeah, but you could even take the rifles and the pistols, and you lay it down on a piece of cardboard, a thin piece of cardboard. One piece of tape goes over them. You, you t- don't even need to do that. I mean, that's the thing is, is what the what it looked to me as I started to look at it, especially when I ordered it. The design to me is not only is the the we know the figure is going to survive shipping, right? The the weapons are going. These weapons are definitely going to survive shipping. Sure. You know, it's it's a it's a kind of a snub gun. And it's a big bulky rifle that is very, you know, it's got hard edges or anything. It's not stuff that's really going to bend or break. Mm-hmm. So go for it. Just get them out there. And they, they did that when they had that Hydra two pack, they did a great job where they had like six heads total, bunch of different weapons. If you bought two of them, you could easily make four guys, four different guys with different, different um, uh, heads and different right. weapons and stuff like that. And this is a great way Hydra works for this. Cause think about it. You can do Hydra, you can do shield agents, you know, especially if, if you're going to do um, them in some sort of like tack gear where they've got masks on Star Wars. There's so many applications to Star Wars. Yeah, those guns are pretty beefy. Yeah, those will survive loose in a box. They're yeah. not going to get ruined. And that's if you can sell them to me for 15. Dude, with that you can almost make Matt the uh, technician. It's pretty close. Yeah. Um, you can also do. Uh, oh. What was the name of that book? The Agent of Hydra book that came out during Secret Wars. It was hilarious. I can't remember. It was like Bill Johnson, Agent of Hydra oh, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that book was amazing. The one that came out of uh, Deadpool. So the other yeah. thing Hasbro, the one, and we'll wrap things up on this. One of the other things that Hasbro announced was the, was, I'm sorry, Ethan, I know we didn't get to Power Rangers, but the Ghostbusters. <laughs> they now have the Ghostbusters line. That was the first one. And they're releasing, was it an Ecto line or something? So they're they're re-releasing the classic. They they are new sculpts and they're yes. new, but they are almost inch for inch, millimeter by millimeter, the original Ghostbusters and Slimer from the cartoon series. Correct. That was in the eighties. They have the same type of accessories, the kind of bulky uh, uh, um, uh, proton, proton, yeah, and 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 the wand, and it's got the the the, the stream comes out of it and you roll on the back and it turns around and stuff like that. So they're releasing those and then they have the, what is that? It's like the plasma line, right? It's the hyper realistic one, the more right. realistic one, the plasma line yeah, with the four and, uh, Gozer. Gozer and Dana as Zool. Yes. And, and then you have the build of the uh, build is the Ghost terror dog. dog. So the you have dog. to buy two sets to build two terror dogs. So I would say, you know, if you if you sort of on the fence, wait and see what people are going to sell loose ones <laughs> on eBay. Because like I built my two terror dogs. If you don't care about the terror dog and you want the six figures, you can probably find some. It's like with episode uh, seven, Ray was worth like two dollars on eBay because people would buy and just take BBA out. So like if you wanted Ray, you could find her on eBay for like two bucks. They were just trying to get some of their money back. It's the same thing here. You'll find those for like $10 a piece loose. Cause like I wanted to build two terror dogs and I did. Well, the plasma series is going to be their, their black series. 
Yeah. For Star Wars. Because they're also doing a plasma series, Spangler's Neutron Wand. Yes, they have just like the, the, the prop replica stuff that you have in Star Wars. We and have they, the, the Revan's lightsaber, the most expensive lightsaber yeah. we've ever seen. We're doing the prop leprica of leprica? Leprica. I've got a leprica. That's what you do if you have a furly clover and you make another one, it's a leprica. Um, replica? It's a replica of the new wand from the new movie. Which they held up the actual prop because uh, they had the Reitmans there. And. Uh, they held up the. Didn't have anything better to do. Yeah, it's funny, is because he said it, when he went over to pick it out of the crate, he had to double check which one he was actually picking up—the real prop or the, the Hasbro. Which really wasn't that hard because the the wood on the uh, on the front, the, the front handle made out of wood versus made out of plastic, and the and the right. prop one, or the yeah. replica one would be like, yeah, that's pretty. And easy the hand to tell. wrap that's around yeah. it is like it's plastic instead of plastic. actual tape. Yeah, but I mean, it looks when when he held them up on from on stage from you know we got from the camera they looked pretty close yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool (laughs) it's pretty cool um it's nice to see a ghostbusters line back and it looks to be really good and you know makes you wonder what they're going to do in the future with it with they didn't show any other the movies the new movie stuff but you'll see for the that plasma line you'll probably get the hard thing with it for me, is what else do you... I mean, there's only two other characters off the top of my head that they could do. Janine. Janine and um, and uh, Tully. I can't remember his first name. Lewis? Jeth- Jeth- Lewis. Jethro Tully. Hmm? Jethro Tully. Lewis. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need to be on the show more. You don't say anything the whole you time. You can do the district just, attorney. You just slam... Um, District attorney. No, you mean the EPA guy? No, the yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do the mayor. You wouldn't want to, but you could. You don't need to narrowly the, the EPA guy. Here's the thing: you're, you're trying to find at least six figures, right? You to could do a do, second line. So we could we've do got, the library. Janine. We got Janine. Vigo. Well, that's the thing is, I think that's coming. Yeah. So to do one more line of original, because here's you've got to get. I think I feel like ways. you have to get Lewis Tully out, and I think you have to get Janine. So you get Lewis Tully, Janine, um, the the EPA, the the, the guy who's a the vagina in every single film that he's in. And the library Heck. ghost. The library ghost gets you to four. The library ghost is a tough thing to do. Slimer, that gets you to five. Slimer. I imagine you do Slimer. Is there anything else that is... You have to have... Because the other reason to do six is to get the second terror dog. Right. You could do the, the build-a-figure for the, the terror dog. Be the same. And, and it'd just be the same and people wouldn't oh, bitch about it. I don't know. You, because there's two. If you want to do, if you want to make it accurate, there's got to be two dogs. Right. If, if I, I think in this case, because it is there's two of them, you could get away with it. You you could almost say for for like Marvel, if you do multiple man as a build a figure over and over again. <laughs> I'm, trying to I'm at f- I'm at five, right? This is coming from the first movie. Yeah. yeah. Janine, Tully, Peck, uh, Slimer, the Library Ghost. Maybe the mayor. Maybe the mayor. Maybe. I'm or get or get really crazy and do like the hotel guy. The guy who the guy who first calls them. Sure. You could do that. Do like the hotel guy and put slime on him. He doesn't get slime. I'm just saying, but you do, you know, to give him something. I think you can get to six. That's, you can, you can get, get to six. six. There's something there. Then when you get or into you just two, put, or you just you put have, Gozer in it, you have the fo- the four, 
Not Gozer. You already have Gozer. I'm at. Um, you have the four guys again in the new costumes with the. And then. The the stupid. The, the, the canister the one. The, the, the big canister shooter. thing. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Vigo and the, yeah, my I really need to know his name. He shops at our store. Yeah, for God's sakes, <laughs> he's a wonderful human being. But that that's an easy six. The art guy who's in Porky's. Yeah, um, that's a six for me. But then you're stuck, unless yeah. you do the new stuff. Well, no, not only well, you're going to do the new stuff. Yeah. Okay, so you do the six with new stuff. Here's the thing you do with it, or comic book, or the cartoon. I mean, the, that's uh, what I'm talking. You do the cartoon in realistic versions. Or you do the video game. I don't know if they change uniforms in the video game. Hmm. When what Peter's hair is like mullety and Yeah. yeah. You take you take the you take the, the real Ghostbusters yeah. from the, the cartoon right. and you you sculpt them. I mean, that's one of the, the great, so the black Wars, series line yeah. is done with star Wars yeah. with Rex and all that. Rex is easy. Cause you already know what so, a clone trooper looks like. Do you do Slimer and put the hot, uh, the hot dog cart with him? No, so it's not the hot, just the hot dog cart's going to be really, he's just going to, he probably comes with, uh, you'd probably give him like a new mouth with hot dogs or whatever. Right. He'd yeah. probably get a stand. Honestly, you get a stand. Yeah. I wouldn't give him the, I wouldn't get the carts too big. Yeah. It wouldn't right. really work. Cause you don't. I don't think you have to do Dana from the it'd second be, movie, and you don't have to do the baby. It would be different R two or something. Yeah, and it's just, you're gonna give him accessories. It'll yeah. be fine. The if, baby if, comes with uh, Vigo. The baby comes with Vigo, and then you, you put the painting with Vigo. You um, you get a yeah. You put yeah. You put it on there. Yeah. He can put you can put him into the painting. Put him yeah. into the painting. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's recessed, so you can put him into the painting. Um, because you don't really need Dana from the second one. You don't need to. I'm afraid that they would, if they do a second line or second wave, they would try to do the Stay Puft as the build a figure. It's too small. I know, but I'm just saying that. I mean, you you want to talk about what one six would be? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's see. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we have time for that right now. Hold on, I, I think I can get it fairly quickly. Um. Yeah, but I mean, the line looks amazing. Even even the the retro stuff looks really good, and you know, with like with Star Wars, they're showing a lot of retro stuff that they're going to be doing from the original ninety six. Um, even even the uh, even the Power Ranger stuff looked amazing. They're doing the two pack of uh, what's their name, the two villains from the original series. I don't know their names. That's why I was like, you guys aren't going to touch on it because I'm the only one who knows anything. About it. <laughs> so well, what's uh, the two Zed pack? and Rita? Zed and Rita. That's it's, right. Uh, Chi and Chong. It's a two-pack of their, their marriage from the show when the two of them got married. Yeah, so Ethan knows <laughs> Power Rangers. But um, and to touch up on them, because I know you guys aren't going to talk about it, but uh, pretty cool stuff that we get in the Pink Ranger Slayer from the Shattered Grid uh, storyline from the comics. Getting the Mighty Morphin Blue, Time Force Red, and... The Mighty Morphin Blue <laughs> in the worst facials. Yeah, the head scan. I mean, the the Black Ranger too had a really bad face scan, yeah. but I don't know if what's uh, Hasbro's uh, deal on those guys. But Do you think they couldn't get them to come in? No, they could. They could easily have gotten them to come in. I just think their sculptors maybe just didn't do it well enough. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then the the coolest way. thing is the fourth figure in that wave five that they announced is. It's going to be the Zeo Gold, which they've released already with the San Diego Comic-Con two-pack. But the character in the show was 
its own character that he had to transfer his powers over to what was the original Red Ranger. Uh, and so that's what they gave the San Diego two pack because it had the Red Ranger with the shield as well as the Zeo Gold uh, 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 Gold Ranger. And so you got it with him, but now they're re-releasing that figure, but it's giving you the head scan of, of Trey, which is the name of that character. Um, so you have both those characters now, which I thought that was a, a pretty cool. You can actually re-release the same figure, but it was with a different head scan and still have a different figure, basically. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. All right. So, Chris, do you have it yet? Nope. Okay. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, Hasbro had their big panel today where they showed you all that. They showed the, some of the newer Nerf stuff that's coming out. Which they're actually doing Halo Nerf guns. Like Halo Nerf guns. Halo licensed Nerf guns where you get the, the main machine gun that Master Chief uh, walks around with. You get the needler. You get the needler and the, the pistol. pistol. Yep. Which the pistol kind of looks off because they have it where you can put three darts in it, so yeah. it just looks weird, uh, but... Yeah, yeah, so that was the big announcement of them. Um, of course, there were you know other things. AEW showed their lines for their wrestling figures. WWE showed some of theirs. Um, but the big, big panel today was the Hasbro one where they were showing all these. They did Transformers, they showed a bunch of new stuff from the, uh, the, Netflix, show. the Netflix show that's coming out this fall or sometime in 2020. Um, it looks like they have a Devastator. They have the Devastator from the movie, so they released four of the figures that can or the they were it's a build a figure, so it was released with you know when you bought four of the figures this past year, it had those pieces in there, and now they're it's an it's going to be it's an eight combiner for that one, so it's the first eight combiner, and you'll be able to finish it out um, this year. And yeah, they, they showed their um, their leader series. They uh, you know for the the show. I am the leader. It comes in a box that you know it, it, it's almost like a blind box because it has spoilers for the show in it. Yeah. I said, watch the show and then open the box. It, there is only one figure inside of it, but I just thought it made me think of the hilarious thing. Like, what if they did? You could get Megatron, Optimus, Soundwave, Shockwave, <laughs> Rodimus. You don't know what you're gonna get. You just gotta buy a forty five dollar figure. Then hope you have the one. Okay, I figured it out. Okay. So, what do we think? One six scale. What, one six scale Stay Puft? Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as I thought because he's not... He's he's bigger than an AT-AT. In 45 terms of feet. Mm, no. No, no, no. It's way too much. Really? Yeah. Wait, that's how probably. much did you say? 45. He's, he's, he's not... Hugely bit taller than the Adat. The Adat was twenty two and a half meters tall, which ended up being twelve feet. Which ended up being twelve feet, fifteen <laughs> over twelve feet. It's twelve and a quarter. So twenty five. Fifteen. Too high. You're too high. You're too low. It's eighteen and three quarters. So it seems eight. weird because he's as tall as some of the buildings. Well, he's a hundred. One hundred and twelve feet is a lot of buildings. Sure. I mean, think of this: is your your ceiling is what eight feet tall? Yeah. Yeah, times that by 20 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So then we're going to wrap Remember, he has up. to climb the building to get them. So he's not as, he's not as tall as the uh, building they're that's in. That's true. Because he falls. That is true. He starts to fall. But still, if you wanted to do 
So the build a figure needs to be 18 and three quarter, <laughs> nearly 19 feet tall. So Haslab, after you build the ad app, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be a uh, Comic Con. That's that's gonna be thirty thousand dollars. Their, so, di- their diorama is going to be an 18, you know, 19 feet tall. But the budget. But it'll actually be marshmallow. <laughs> you get you it. Get some baker in there. <laughs> they ship it to you and it just, it's just marshmallow. <laughs> what you can do, here's what you can do, though. You know how they have the blow-up marshmallow man costume? Yeah. So you could do that. You could probably get a 19-foot, uh, you know, like the, the things that are. The, the wacky the, wall. The wacky wall <laughs> in, front of the, in front of the car dealerships. Get one that's 19 feet tall. And then you can pop it at the end of Comic Con. You have your little figures, and they just like shoot out real like. <laughs> you have like colored darts. Uh, colored darts that shoot no, out. No, you of get them. you get the you get the little like laser pointers. <laughs> you crank them up with a little you know extra battery power. Oh, because that's not going to be a liability. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, kids. I don't know how this went wrong. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your genitals out. <laughs> um, yeah, all the plastic budget for for uh, Hasbro goes into one. One of these figures. Well, that's the thing. Haslab is going to make one. It's going to be $30,000. Whoever wants to buy it can buy it. Sure. It's like the $25,000 R2 build that's at Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Um, so on that note, we're going to wrap things 11, up. <laughs> I want an 11 and a half by 12 foot. I, that at, I need that. Be taller than this room. But build it strong enough so that you can climb up a ladder and then sit. You better. No, you have to, or you can't put the figures. Well, there's that that asshole in that that asshole in England who built his kids a freaking uh, at at front yard or whatever. So then we're going to wrap things up. Make sure you check us out on Facebook.com/slash Nerdables and on Instagram as Nerdables Show and on Twitter. uh, No, on Twitter as Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. Wow, it's been one of those shows. So for always one of those. <laughs> Chris, Mikey, Ethan, I'm already saying we will talk to you next week. No, we won't. We'll talk to you the week after. <laughs> <laughs>